Welcome to the mind of Lance Curve, the most creatively profound man in cyberspace. Welcome everyone to another episode of Lance Curve. I hope my sound is sounding good. Let's do a sound check, but nobody's here yet, so we're going to wait till people get here. We have another show today. We have a guest that we're waiting for to come in. She is communicating with me on WhatsApp. She has a link, and she'll be here in seconds. Now, when she forwarded me the other link to another interview that she did, it was, it was already, uh, how could I say it? It was evident what the situation was, but I do not know the details, but she wants to get her story out. So I'm learning just as much as everybody else is when she comes in. I was not briefed on this other than she went through some domestic violence. She was married to a German man, and this is a sister from, uh, I believe, Sierra Leone. And I'm waiting for her to come on in, so I'm just going to chit-chat until she comes on in. Um, let me just say that we're waiting for you. Come on in. And, um, you know, that's just the way it is. When you have stories like this, you have to be, um, if it's a sense of urgency for the situation, you got to have a sense of urgency for getting your story out there. So we're waiting, and I put the banner together. You know, it's kind of a tearjerker. It's not that the children are behind bars, but that's what it feels like when your children are taken from you and you don't know where they are. So no matter where you are, whether it's the U.K., United States of America, South America, <laughs> Africa, Czechoslovakia, the mother-child bond is something that you don't really want to mess with. And when there's domestic abuse and violence involved in it, that makes it even worse. What an emotional roller coaster and turmoil it must be. Okay, so um, I'm waiting for her to come on in. So in the meantime, I'm going to talk about a few other things until she comes in. And um, this is something that, let me just check the comments here. All right, Malisha, you're, you're, you're rolling with me today, huh? <laughs> Hopefully we don't have any power outages or anything. And, and you all know that if I go blank and our guest is in, she can come on in. So I'm going to have to brief her on those things when she gets here. And um, I don't understand it. I'm waiting here, and um, we were talking the whole time. They even gave extra time. And I needed extra time because I didn't want to just throw up something that was just, eh, blah. I'm somewhat of a perfectionist. Like I said earlier, 98.5% out of 100%. There's that 1.5 where, you know, I have that little wiggle room to say, hey, I, I really don't care, but I got to get things right. You know, and this is our third show for today. Let me just let me just give her a call and see because there's a big delay here. Let me just see if she can um pick up. Yes, we're we're live and we're waiting for you, sister. Yes, we're we're live. Just click the link. Hello, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Let me just. I'm clicking the link now, but I don't know for some reason, so I'm not able to come in. Okay. Okay. Okay, just click the link and come on in. Thank you, thank you. All right, mm -hmm. take care. All right. He, all right. <laughs> We're waiting for you, sister. You know, waiting for you. I'm the kind of guy that when I would uh, have a job, especially when you're the bus driver, working in corrections. Okay, here we go. Yes, here we go. Everything's looking good. You're in, sister. I can see you. I have the banner up. And, um, yes. 
No problem. I'm going to move this banner so I can show you. I'm going to put you center stage. Just let me know if you can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Okay, great, great. I'm going to remove this banner. I created this at the last minute. And um, we're going to show your face, and you're in the U.K. And I don't know as much about the situation because at the last minute we decided to do the show, yeah. which I said, well, today would be a good thing. There you are, looking yeah. well. And um, can I address you by your first name? Yes, no problem at all. What name? Yeah. Alice, yeah. right? Okay. So, yeah, so you have good lighting on, you have the good setup and everything, and I really want to get into this, but I want us to speak about... Let's take it from the beginning. Let's take it from, because we'll get your background and stuff like that, but right now when people see shows like this, they want to know what the deal is. And this format here, which I didn't have a chance to explain to you, is basically a conversational format. It's not where we're going to go from A to Z, bulleted points. So first and foremost on your mind, could you explain, and then I'm going to ask some questions, but I'm going to allow you to talk. Can you explain the whole, the UK uh, uh, social services have your children and you do not know where they are. How did that happen? Um, this happened because we never had any issue with social services before. I already have two children from my previous um, relationship. 15 and 13 years old because I used to live in Germany before I was married to a white German and I suffer domestic abuse, financial abuse, psychological abuse, you name them. So, but okay, of, yes. a question on that as we go along so we don't go off a detour and folks don't understand. Are you married to him still, the no, German man? We separated since 2012, 11 years ago. I have my okay. African and you're living in the UK now still, or are you back in the motherland? I'm here in UK. We came to UK 2019 with my okay. husband. Okay. Okay. So your children being taken away. Okay. Are these the children that you had with this German man? Or like you did say it was a, a previous relationship, right? Yeah, I had two children from my previous relationship, but we separated since 2012, 11 years ago, and I met my current partner, my current husband, 2016, and we had two children together. Mm -hmm. And we went to the motherland 2018, me and my current husband, with African as well. So okay. I move on with my life, and... We also move on. He met me in a very difficult situation. Shout out to all the black responsible men who have the back of black women, especially to you also, Lance Koff, that you love me. Thank you so much. Thank you. a really strong black man that stood by me and defend me. And what I see in the system that we are living, it seems as if like it's a crime for a black man to defend a black woman. And yes. really stood yeah, so in the beginning when we started, the two boys were still younger. They were like eight and six years old. So we raised them up together, even though they were not his biological children, because the German man was not paying anything and the system didn't bother him because he's white. So I had wow. to move on with life, yeah. 
I had to move wow. on. Do you find it to be something common over with in Germany that they give a little leeway? They don't go after you the way. Okay, maybe you under, in America, right? Child support is necessary for the deadbeat fathers, but there are a lot of situations where you are a good man and you're trying to do the right thing, and they try to hang you. They try to go after you like a witch hunt, right? Um, for the good men, that's a bad thing. For, for, for the bad men, that's a good thing. But you're telling me that in Germany, trying to get some money to take care of the children, they really don't, because he's white, they're going to let him kind of, you know, put the soft gloves on him. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, yeah, because I think if it was a black man, they would give his stock on his neck, even if he don't have money. He has to yeah. pay because... Yeah, but because of he's a white man and I'm a black woman and the children are living with me, so they like want me to suffer so that I can give up and give him the children or they can find excuse to oh. able. Yeah, or maybe they can pay a psychologist to make an assessment, say, Oh, she has a psychological problem. Right. And then find excuse because these are some of the tools they use to take children away from black women. Especially yes. when you're thinking Wow. So this is not just going on in America. This is going on in the UK. This is going on in Germany. So when people say that we're imagining things from these institutions and the legal system, it, it, they're on code. They're not giving us a break. And, and I always say that it's a, an attack on the black family. It's to pull us apart. It's to damage the children, although they, they, they speak in a way where they seem like they care, but they don't. They're using this to break us up. Exactly, exactly. That's how it happens because I thought when I've moved on and even when the court decided 2012 that the children should stay with me, the German man was said, no, the children cannot stay with a black woman. So he keep using the court system against us because he know that once a black woman is going against, they will be ready to support him. So he keep using the court system, you know, attacking me every now and then we're having proceeding and they keep asking the children, the children say, no, we want to stay with our mom. Yes. And it continues. So I have to move from that area to another state. After five years staying single, so I met my current husband right. now in the new state. I moved to yes. Germany. Yeah. Beautiful. So when I met Beautiful. him, I thought maybe things is going to be finished and the children decided they don't want to see him again since 2016 to 2018. So we moved to the motherland. We had a wedding celebration with my current husband. And we decided to move on with our lives. So instead of going to UK, we, instead of going back to Germany, because I was thinking Germany was stressful enough with all the racial bias and all. So I decided we come to UK because my current husband lived in UK and in Germany as well. So that is the reason why we came to the UK in search of maybe a better life and opportunity. So when we came here, he followed us again. Right. What? Yeah. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is crazy. You know, thank the creator that you have a supportive, loving husband who understands, yes. who backs you up, who undergirds you, and makes sure that your mental, you know, there's nothing wrong with you, but just to say, this is a trying time for you to be mentally drained. And they want to catch you feeling drained. They want to have any excuse, like a mm -hmm. police officer that pulls you over and looks for any little excuse, mm -hmm. not only to give you a ticket, but to lock you up. So exactly. this, I'm so glad that you 
are in a place where you can speak about this because you've had other interviews again before, but I'm glad after all you've been through that you're not worn down and don't want to talk about it, that you do want to talk about it and to let other people know you're not the only one going through this. So continue on. You won. I'm sorry. Normally I'm shy, you know. I don't like doing social media. I've been following you for a very long time, you know, but I was like, it's a long time I wanted to tell my story, but I don't. I'm camera shy and all those things. But the way things has gone out to the extreme of them, to the extent of them coming, taking all my children. So I said to yes. myself, I'm dying silent. I need to speak up. And by speaking up also, I can save lives because there are people are out there that are able to come out and speak the way I do. Because I have nothing I'm hiding. I have no skeleton in my cupboard. And even if I do, there is no need for them to, to dehumanize me and to treat us and to take and to and to abuse our human rights, you know, the way they are doing it, you know. So when we moved here, twenty twenty, and make allegations that I steal children, and EU with some police officers came to our house. They see everything was okay. I'm with my current husband. I had an interview with the social services. They checked the children. So everything was okay. So the social services said all what they had as information was not true. So they said it should not come too close to the children because injury or death. I have the assessment with me. So we thought that, yeah, everything has been solved. You know, so 2020, 2021, I had a baby for my current husband. He's now supposed to be two years, 11 months. So we took him to the hospital for checkup and they done all type of bad treatments towards him. So I was worried and concerned because it's just for a little thing, and they use the medical against him very aggressively, which currently we are still battling with because we made complaint about the hospitals, and they said they are going to reply us. The last time, last year, November 2023, they said we'll get a reply at the end of November. And on the 22nd of November, social services jump into our house and collect all our children. So... I don't know if it's a coincidence because I don't believe in coincidence. So they just came into the house. Two police officers was at her door. I was scared and panicked because my husband was at work. I was with the four children. They are at home. My little baby, which is one year, five months old, was just ripped off away from me. So they said, oh, we heard that you're not engaging with your son medically. I said, of course we're engaging. We had a terrible experience from where we are living, the children's hospital, they treated my son badly, and which I am aware of, and we're making complaints about that. And before you are coming today, two police officers were already here on September, and we showed them all our medical engagements, our private insurance, and they said, okay, they are going to put it on their database so that next time they will not be sending police officers. So when this one came, we explained the same story. We thought it's going to be the same, like we explained the last time. So he said to me, my husband and I, he wants to come and see the child in question. So we allowed him to come in because we have nothing we are hiding anyway. Because as a black person in such a country, when you're a minority, you have to be very, very careful because all life is on you anyway. Whether you're doing wrong or you're doing the right thing. So we are quite aware of that. So they came in, we show him, say, yeah, that's the baby. Our baby was lively. Because he ended up with a neurological condition due to the bad treatment he received from the hospital. So... I would develop a feeding technique of feeding him and giving him drink because I also used to work as a nurse in Germany, so had all my skills and knowledge also that 
was very, very helpful in his condition. So they came in and he saw the child, the police officer, I said, oh yeah, it's, it's okay. And then he said, look at our medical engagement. And all of a sudden he just slipped and said, you're under arrest. Just like that. And it was very, very shocking and terrifying. And it was so good that my husband controlled his temper because if he would have lost his temper because of that type of illegal and and advantage that they are trying to seize on us, then they will have say aggressive black man. That's exactly what they were looking for so that they can say, oh, all oh, the children are not supposed to live under you. So it was so calm. I was really worried because we have been provoked too much. I thought he was yes. going to lose his temper. But it was so calm. He gave the cold his arm. They uncuff him from his house. He's just coming from work. He had his is um because he's an engineer he had this um uniform that he used to wear to work to protect himself so they took him to the police station i was left alone all of a sudden a drunk of police officers just coming flood inside the house and i was alone my husband was already uncuffed and taken away and i was alone and all of them were just jumping at us and all of a sudden they said i carry my baby you know africans the way we used to carry our baby at the back yeah so they said oh give us the baby i said why should i give you my baby i said i can't give my baby away what have we done wrong we've not done anything wrong so i said we've given you our engagement what is going on they said for child neglect how would we neglect our child when we already filed a complaint about the hospital that neglect our child and now you're flipping it out and say we are the one neglecting how do we neglect? Look at all our, our private engagement that we've been engaging with our, with our son. So he refused to see it and he took my baby away from me. And I wanted to take picture. It was only one picture I was able to take of the two police officers, which I have. I can send it to you. And he said, no, 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 no. I'm not allowed to take pictures of them. And they were talking to me anyhow. And they said, you also, you're under arrest. And they uncuffed me. And it was... I don't know how I feel that day. I thought maybe I'm going to die. But all of a sudden, I don't know if it's the ancestors, you know, such as I just felt like a cold wind over me to calm me down. Because yes. I never think in my life that I will sleep one day without my children close to me. If anybody would have told me that, Alice, you will survive sleeping a day without your children, I would say, no, 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 no. That will never possible. I don't know if it's the power of these ancestors that just and and they said, yeah, you're under arrest. You're going to the station. And I've not done anything wrong. So I was like, what's going on? It was like a movie. So all my children, I said, then can I give my children up? No, no, no. It's enough now. There's enough time we have spent. Do you have anybody to take care of the children? I said, how can I have somebody to take care of the children when you just jump in? And so I was trying to look on my phone if I have anybody. And they said, no, it's enough now. They grabbed the phone away from me. And they took me to the police station and they locked my husband and I for seven good hours and check us, our mouth, mouth swapping and mm -hmm. treating us as if we are criminal, criminalizing us without any evidence or anything in their hands. So after that seven hours, they said if we need government solicitors. So we were scared to take government solicitors in the past, you know, they've been used as a tool and weapon, you know, against me in particular from germany and to here so i said no we are going to represent ourselves so my husband and i because we have nothing we are hiding we represent ourselves he grant his interview i grant my interview and after that they said oh you're under bail condition you're not allowed to see your children unsupervised and i was like so after that 
we came home, my husband and I, the police officer put us in their car around 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. They dropped us at our door. We came in, no children, the house is empty. My husband and I, that particularly, we were so... I don't even know how to express that day. You know, we thought maybe we were going to die inside the house, me and him. He said, I said, Dad, I say I'm scared that something is going to wrong with us here. And with time, you know, we start. We don't even know where to start. Anyway, that first, first one day, two day, three days, it was really horrible for us. And we don't even know where our children are. And the next day, the social services called me. Um, yeah, your child has been taken to the hospital because he was not taking food and drink from the care, and now he has a feeding tube. Oh, man. And then I said, what hospital? No, we are not going to say anything about it. We are already criminal without any judgment because we are black. So I was worried. I don't even know what to say. You are now under bail condition. You are not allowed to see the children. So my husband and I, we don't even know where to start because, because in the past, my ex-husband will use my environment against me. If I have a friend or I'm close to somebody, they will try to pay money because I remember when I when I was sent out of the house with domestic violence with my children, he wanted to use someone that is coming from the same country I'm coming from to pay her money to go and testify against me that I'm a bad mother. So since that incident, I was very, very careful even socializing with people because as soon as they see anybody that I'm close to, they will try to pay that individual money to, to undermine me and, and, and go after me so that they can get their way. So, yeah, we didn't see our children from the 22nd of November. And on the 29th, they said, oh, yeah, we have to see them in a contact center with supervision. So my husband and I, we, we, just, we just don't know what to do, you know, because we've done all what we have to do for our children. We are very, very responsible parents. My husband don't drink. We don't smoke. We don't go to parties. We always we focus, even our last penny, we prefer to spend every little penny on our children than even spending it in something else that is really not necessary. So, and we went on the 29th to see our, our children with the social service and our son was having a feeding tube, which he never needed because since he discharged 2021 20, from the hospital. So he had a feeding tube and he's been under feed because with a feeding tube, they will have to have a feeding plan, which he never had for the last two years. And he was hungry, you know, I have even pictures, maybe I can, yeah, share. So he was hungry, he was just showing me sign that he's hungry. So I was asking the social worker, are you, were you feeding him? He said, yeah, he just ate one, one hour ago. I said, but if he just eat, he will not be, you know, I really try to keep my emotion because if it's a mother, they will start breaking down and crying. Yes. And it was really emotional, yes. but I tried to keep that away to deal with the issue for separately, yes. you know, so, because I need to document, I need to be there, you know, I need to have no other choice, because me breaking down is like giving them a card, a free card, say, yeah, yeah, that's the reason, he's not fit, she's not capable, so I was very calm and tried to document what I'm seeing, take pictures of the situation, document, so they were not happy about that me documenting i'm not going there emotional i'm not aggressive and shouting all over the place so after the 29th we visit again on the 9th my dad my husband it was on a saturday 9th of december was the last yes. time them 
So we went for a visit and the two older boys from my previous relationship, they are now grown up. So both of them came to the contact center and I was there and dad was there. And they said, oh yeah, we are not allowed to see the carers that are taking care of them. So I said, how can we not know who is taking care of our children? So they said, no, that's the rule. That's what the social services say. So we go inside. We had, you know, the contact with the children and I feed, I feed him and give him water. I had two cups of, little small cups of water and feed him yogurt, you know, and take care of them just the normal because we only had two hours. You know, my children that has always been with me at home, we never even had any previous issue with the social services before. That's just the first time they just grabbed them. And so after that, we left the contact center. And then all of a sudden, a few days later, that I supposed to visit the children, one of the social services called me and said, um, I hope you're not going to misbehave in the contact center. I said, what do you mean misbehave? I said, well, I never what? misbehaved. I'm just, I'm just documenting what is going on. No, if you misbehave there, this is what and what will happen. You will stop going there. So I was like, oh, are you trying to set me up? It was a wise um, I say you're trying to set me up because my previous experience in Germany, you know, make me to really, you know, aware of certain red flags. So I said, okay, you know what? I'm not going now until my solicitor, because at that time we had a family solicitor. And disappointing is that you think you have a black solicitor is going to work things out. And they were not doing anything. They were not informing us what is going on. They were just taking decision, wrong decision, behind our back. Because we had to quit them recently, said no, we don't want you anymore, and we we'll complain on them. So we had to go and take Asian ones. Can you imagine? So, yeah. So um, he said no. I said so. I told my solicitor to write concerning that 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 allegation is false. So after that, they write this contact center write a report that I was I was telling the children to run away. They just write some ridiculous things. Just to tangle and to find excuse of what they have done. So I said, no, I said, that report needs to be challenged. And he said, no, I have to sign the agreement that I'm not allowed to feed my children. I'm not allowed to give him drink to the contact center. I'm not allowed to have electronics device going in. So I said, in these modern days, you're stopping me to see my child. You've already taken my child illegally, and now you're putting restrictions. Then I'm not going to sign that agreement. And he said, oh, if you don't sign the agreement, then you're not going to see your children. So since on the 9th of December, me and my husband went there and see our children. Till up to date, as I'm speaking, we don't see our children because even the court system that they take you to is the court they are using anyway because they know they have influence over the court. And for my ex-husband, according to my experience, he doesn't need to show any proof. He just needs to talk. Because I remember when he followed me here in the UK, 2022, and yes. go to the international court, say I abduct children from a child abduction case, which is supposed to be a prison sentence. And that's what he wanted for me to go to prison. From Birmingham, he first came to Birmingham and he didn't succeed. So he now went to the Hague Convention and said it's kidnapping. So when I moved here, 2022, police officers were at my door again and said they demand my passport and the children passport, the two older children. That time I have my younger two younger children from my current husband. And I said, why do you need my passport? He said, I am on the run. I said, where am I running to? 
He said, yeah, the cops asked him, asked them, it was a court order to take my passport away. So they took my passport and we had a long proceeding again. We started, we went to court and I talk about the domestic violence. They said, oh yeah, we want to look into the domestic violence. So the court case started 2022, February till May last year, 2023. So beginning of 2023, February, January, February, we had like a fact finding. They said they want to investigate the domestic violence. And then the man, the German man said, I abduct the children. Which, of course, there was an assessment already on the ground and they ignored the assessment from Birmingham and trying to start from afresh. So we went for the fact finding. I tender all my proofs of violence to them and they just ignore it. Even though during the fact finding, the German man answered. They asked him, he answered, he said, yes, I did it. And guess what the judge did? He moved that part of the, the second, because it was the first day he answered. He moved that part of the um, interview on the court. He removed it and then said the man never committed. And all my evidence what? and proofs were just dismissed. So I won the I won the case at the same time that the children should live with me, but he was given parental responsibility, but he's not allowed to see the children because the children refused and write a letter to court that they don't want to see him and they don't want to do anything with him. So on right. that same May, it was on that same May last year, 2023, immediately after the court case in I court case, social services was interested on my son which was treated badly in Birmingham Children's Hospital. Is it a coincidence? Because I don't believe in coincidence. So they called me, they said, oh, we are concerned about your son. I said, there's no need to concern. Everything is okay. We're engaging with him privately. And they said, oh, we want to send a social service, a social worker to come and do a welfare check. I said, no problem. We have nothing we're hiding. You can come. And we were thinking that maybe when the social services come, they are going to even help us with what happened with our son previously, maybe they are going to show us more right. what we can do to get justice for what happened to our son. So she came, she was a African woman, you know, she came innocent, you know, we show her around the house and I explained my experience. And he said, did you complain? I said, yes, I made a verbal complaint 2021, November, before we moved here to Kent, Medway. And he said, okay, yeah, that's fine. So she was taking notes. And he said, oh, I just want to check if the children are okay in school. Oh, in fact, I don't even need to go to the school. I don't want to embarrass the children. But he interviewed the older boys. Everything is fine. The children had 100% attendance in school. They were well-mannered and trained. So after that, all of a sudden, she said, we are under child protection. I said, why is that? They said, oh, we are making a meeting. We should attend a meeting. You say, no, we don't need to attend a meeting. We need justice for what happened to our son. So we don't understand all their procedures and all their ways that they used to do to take children away from black women. And this time around, we right. were very shocked because my husband and I, we never had any history of domestic violence. We're a peaceful family. We don't disturb anybody. We mind our own business. So I'm saying, if they can do this to us, they can do it to anybody. So I think... I've reached a stage where I can just keep quiet because maybe in the past the ancestors want me to come out and speak, but because of I'm shy, I said no. But I was really, I'm really pushed now where I have to create awareness of yes. what's going on.
I applaud you. I applaud you. I applaud you for that because you weren't just thinking about yourself. And the way you remained composed when they were trying to provoke you, to call you up and say, if you act up, to put that in your head so you can do that, to upset you, you were really guided. And you'll be applauded for the fiber of your being to maintain that, to understand what they were doing at that time, because you know there's so many of us, no matter where we are, the UK or America or beyond, that would have fallen for that trap. And so for those who are listening, understand that lots of times it may be one person trying to provoke you, but it's that whole system that wants that to happen for whatever reason. And this reason, this way, was to separate you from your children, to have possession of them for, for, for God knows what. They're sinister. These agencies are not there to keep us together. They're not there to aid us. And you want to steer clear from it as much as you can. But it was not your fault. They railroaded you into dealing with them. So could you imagine when people have, uh, uh, or they have, as far as their books are concerned, a legitimate reason to move in and take children, which they really don't care. The main goal is to split us up as a family and keep us apart and take over the next generation because they know their birth rates are on the way out and we are the youngest on the planet, especially coming out of Africa, and they want us out so they can take here over whether you are there or not. You know what I mean? So they want to wipe us off this planet and, and have it to themselves. You know what I mean? I mean, that's obviously what it is. Everywhere we go, we have an issue. And I'd like a lot of our sisters to, to follow the example of you, how you dealt with this. You see? Yeah. Because oh. even when after the bail condition, like the police officer is telling me, I hope you are not going to do anything. Are you going to hurt yourself? Are you going to harm yourself? I was like, why should I harm myself? That's what she was That's advising me. Are you going to do something terrible to yourself? Are you sure you're not going to do? I said, why should I have gone through almost the same thing like this. So because you know when you say that you might, like in America, they can, they can Baker Act you and take you under mental health, uh, uh, you know, rules. So, so if he's asking you that, he's almost in the heat of the moment trying to put you in that position where they can take you. Now they have a real excuse to keep you away from your children because, oh, if she can do this to herself if she says she's not feeling too stable, well, we can't have the children around her because it'll be a danger. But we can't be liable if we make the, 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 the bad judgment call. You see what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And guess what? Even when the social services come to our house and she didn't say anything, guess what she put in her assessment that I have, even though she doesn't even know me, I had no medical history with them of mental problem or anything like that. But right. she put it already on an assessment that I have undiagnosed psychological problems. Undiagnosed? So, what does that mean? And it's a social services. I'm telling someone who is not a doctor and saying that I have undiagnosed psychological problems because of what I've been. So when I read it, I told, I tell my husband, I said, why is she putting this here? She's not a doctor. And she doesn't right. even know right. I have no medical history of that. So we are wondering why is that? So the reason why they are doing that already, because when the issue proceeding against you, they will come and definitely come and grab your children out, right? Even if yeah. everything is it's like a system of one size fits all. 
Right. So it means they can happen. Right. What they do to me, they can do it to anybody because there is a rules and the proceedings according to how you're following it is that how they will get the same results for anybody. It doesn't matter who. So. Undying. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really, really oh, confusing. Well, okay, okay. They're not a mental health professional, and they're going to come and say something like this. It is undiagnosed. So since it's undiagnosed, how can they say that it's undiagnosed, that it's something there? So you can just guess. What about her? Maybe she has undiagnosed mental issues to say that you have. This is crazy. Yeah, it's a tool. You know, it's a tool because when they use that against you, say, oh, you have mental health issue. So they will use that as an excuse to go against your human rights. Oh, we do this because we want to save the children because we suspect. Because they know definitely when they take your children away, you will go mental. The majority of parents used to go mental. So that's why she already put it down on the list, on the assessment. So they know that when the police come in, use their force and grab your children away, you're going to affect. A lot of women really do get affected. So maybe I'm one of the few, you know, who are able to survive this. You know, there are a lot of women, after that happened, they were sick, they will end up in the hospital, maybe they stay one, two, three months, and then they have it in their record. They say, oh, yeah, we already suspected she had it already. But they will not make as if it's because of your children they take away from you. That they are the one that caused it. They will make as if it was already there before they even collect your children. That is the game. That's exactly what it is. A game. Yeah. We're set up to lose. Yeah, so when they go to proceeding now, so the courts will order like, oh, they need, the parents need a psychological assessment. You understand? So why is the social worker have already put it there on, on the assessment that they have undiagnosed? So they will now order a psychological doctor who will make an interview with you and then when you accept the interview, because it's an interview that you need to sign for, you understand? And when whatever you sign for, they can use it for you or against you, whatever you put your signature on. So they said, oh, yeah, then you will need to, yeah, you will need to um, sign a mental health doctor to do an interview. It's independent. That's what the court will tell you, that it's independent, but it's not. Because at the end of the day, when they are interviewing you, even if you what you don't even say, they can twist your talk around. They can say, oh, the way she was even making her eyes and the way she was making her lips. So we are suspecting that she has mental, you know, just to justify what the social services have already put on their assessment. Yes. So they will need a doctor. They will need a doctor to justify it. So once the doctor writes, because once you sign for it that you want to do it, you know, remember, when you put your signature on something, they can use it for you and again, or against you. There is no karma for that because you are the one that signed it. So when you signed it and the doctor can flip it up against you and say, oh, yeah, they suspect that you have, and then the court will now endorse it. And once they endorse it, and that is what is going to make very difficult for you to get your children. And the other thing is that because when they take your children and you go mental, People will not be interested to know your story because once they hear that, oh, she was mental, you know, people don't want, they are not interested to know right. more about somebody who has a mental issue. So you see where they get more power in that area. So, but if I'm okay, like now what they did to me, I never end up in the hospital, I have no mental health um, history in this country or where I was coming from. 
I stand firm, I'm strong because I've already been through in Germany. So it's only here it's a bit more aggressive than in Germany. So and they don't see that and so they will say, Oh yeah, because we said we should sign a paper for a psychologist to assess us. So then it's up to you to say, Yes, okay, then I'll do it. I don't have it anyway. I want to do it. Or he said, no, I'm not going to do it. I have no history of that. If you, there is a need for me to do it, then prove it. And if you have no proof of what you're forcing, because medical is something that you can't force on anyone. Right. It's basically up to you. So that's the reason. So the reason why the case, they say, oh, we go to family courts. And the reason why we don't believe the courts, because in the first, in the beginning of the case, there was a human rights issue coming to our house, violating our Article 8, our rights to privacy and family life has been violated. And the court never see that. And they just continue. So what is the proof that we are going to have a fair judgment when everything in the first place from the beginning has been wrong and the court is just turning blind eyes? And we believe that if we were um, a white family, you know, we wouldn't have treated like this. And we still try to link it from the man from Germany because we cannot finish a court case from London, Royal Court, Family Court in England, in London, and then the same month, social services come in. And then in this case now, he was invited from Germany from a video. He was invited on this case, and the two older boys were taken away without any reason, without any alarm, or they didn't complain that they don't want to stay with us, or anything happened. They called him on the video. I was surprised that he appeared again. And then his statements to court, he used the medical information of my son, of our son with my current husband to make a statement. So how did somebody who's living in Germany know the medical information of our children here? So we believe that our medical, NHS medical has been hijacked because he used it and all the medical information of our child is being downloaded in the bundle of the court. So there's no data protection, our address is being exposed, everything about us is being exposed outside to expose us to danger. So that's the reason I said, no, 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 we can't keep quiet anymore because this is getting very serious and dangerous. That's my husband's life and my life is really under attack. And yeah, he was there, he was invited to this proceeding at the moment. And remember, his parents are doctors and they have connections. So we don't know what happened to yes. us here in the UK if there is a connection. Yeah, hand in hand. It, yeah. It's one big, you know, it's just like anywhere when you go and you see lawyers and you're in the courts, even the doctors, they, they see each other so long over and over. Maybe the judge went to law school with one of the lawyers or related somehow, the doctors that they use the case for and they want to get somebody and they will, they, they'll take money under the table. I've seen this. It's crooked. The family of my ex, they are very good in that, you know. They are very good in that. So even, even when I was in Germany, my current husband, we went to court. At one time, the boys, the old, older boys now, when they were like eight and six, when they were still going to him for weekend at that time. So they went for weekend. And because we moved area, so they had a, a breakout on their skin. So I went to the pharmacy and I got something. I was already finishing. And then when they went to him, he said, oh, the children are not well, so they are not coming back to you. 
So he went to his father's friend and they make medical reports for the boys at that time. So they make medical reports and they went to court directly because it's like the court is like their backyard. You know, going to court for them is like, you know, especially when it comes to we dealing with them. So that simply means if a black man is going with um um a European, so you are not safe. I'm not saying, you know, advising adults what to do with their life, but it's just the instance I'm just making. So guess so if you're married to them if you are married to them, at any time they can just talk, Oh yeah, he tried to do this A and Z, A, B and C to me. And that's it. You just only need to talk. They don't need a proof. So whilst when you're a black woman, you say such, you have to prove yourself beyond reasonable doubt. And even if you prove yourself, they will tend to ignore you just as they did to me. Even when I proved that the man was violent, the, court just, the judge just turned the face on the other side and said, no, he didn't do it. We don't believe you. Wow. And if, and if, and if you went home and were deleted from this level of existence because I can't say certain words on social media anymore. Oh, how do they feel? I mean, like, like, well, they don't feel anything, right? But if it was a Caucasian woman, oh, yeah, they would have looked into it a lot more. But, but you're, I'm not seeing this, but they look at us and they want to, really, they know that we're chosen. They know that we're on a whole different level. And just like it was mentioned in the chat room, they can see your light. And they are diametrically opposed to you on sight. How dare you walk with dignity? How dare you walk upright? How dare you carry yourself in a very decent way? This is unacceptable because we're trying to smear all of you people, that's the way they talk, as animals because deep down they know they are. And deep down they know, not even deep down, they know they're evil. And when they see you as a righteous woman, they feel even more evil. See, you give them the job that they have. I'm not talking about the court, but it's their, it's their life mission as evil entities to come at individuals like yourself and myself. I'll throw myself in there, too, because I have my fair share of battles, too. You understand? So that's what they do on this level. And, yes, it's specific in your situation, but it's deeply spiritual, because they can see the light inside of you and they have to snuff it out. Yeah. Wow. And the thing and the thing is that even you know, because the thing is that um when you when you tend to you are not allowed to be normal, you know. They said, oh, yeah, we are looking for normal, people that are not committing crime. And if they need something from you, because the difference that I see in from here and Germany, because in Germany, people don't give you things freely, which is not even supposed to be. Nobody should be expecting free gifts from anybody because there is nothing for free. But at least they don't try to go after what you have. You know, and here in the UK, when you have something they want it, they will go after it, and if they don't get it, they will try to criminalize you. Wow. And that is the attempt they try to make between me and my husband. Because I remember my my son, our, our children, the 15 and 13 years old, make attempts to come to the house on the 29th when we're supposed to meet at the contact center for the first time. So they came home. 
And then we tell our lawyer at that time, our black lawyer, so all oh, the children came and said, oh, you have to inform the police you're under bail condition. We said, okay. You know, we thought maybe it's a procedure, you know. So we called the police and the police said, oh, they'll be coming in three, four hours to collect the children. They're not supposed to be here. So, wow. and, and our solicitor didn't do anything about that. And the police didn't come two, three, hours, three four hours. And the children were already sleeping around 11.55, going to 12, and they're supposed to go to school the following day. We just had a knock in the door, bam, 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 bam. So my husband went down and opened the door. Where's the children? Can you talk to them to go back? We said, we've talked to them. They said they are not going back. And they said, okay, are we allowed to talk to them? So they came upstairs, they made them in their room. They talked to them more than an hour, like around 12, 1 in the morning. And children said, no, they are not going. They're comfortable in their home. And he said, if you don't go, we are going to lift you up from your bed. And my 13 years old lifted from his bed and taken away to a carer that we don't even know. So I asked them, I said, where are you taking him? I thought you people said you care about children and you're trying to protect children. But you're coming now here, more than four or five of you stomping to our house and collecting a boy, children are supposed to go to school the following day. Where are you taking them to? And he said, oh, yeah, if you want to follow us, you can follow us, but we'll make sure that you're not going to be rude and start misbehaving. And in the first <laughs> place, I can put up any challenging behavior. So it's already setting me up. So if I go there now, I follow her, even if I was rude or not, you're going to get arrested if you're rude and start behaving anyhow. So I was just... I don't even know what to say for that because I was just speechless because I was thinking these are places they said, oh, we respect human rights and we don't go against people's rights. We are diversity and equality. And then I was going through this. I was like, you know, when I was used to live in Germany, I said, oh, UK, UK is diversity. You can see a black be a manager, being this and that. But all that, sometimes they can just be there as, you know, so, but when I came here and I see what I've been through and which I believe this is happening because of the man in Germany that lose, so he's now using the social services and the police to go after us. Weaponizing it. Yes, I was given to our son from the hospital and we are making complaints and they said they are investigating. So how can they be investigating and come and collect our child on the 22nd of November? And it's recently we write the hospital again because they think, oh, when they take the children, I'm going to get mental problems. So we are not going to be able to follow the complaint. So I write them again recently. I said, we are still waiting. What is the delay for the response, for the final response of the complaint? And they said, oh, yeah, we've received it. We'll get back to you. And up till now, we'll never hear anything from them. And the social services have taken our children away. And we know that the court... He's seen all this, but he caught his, he's not doing, he's just following the procedure, which in our own case, there's no procedure there. We just that we've been taken advantage of, we've been bullied and intimidated and victimized. So that's the situation we find ourselves at the moment, my husband and I. Oh, God. I wish there was a way to be able to help, but I guess to put the story out there yeah. and if it, is, is there a way an email address or some kind of way that we can contact you or just anybody who, who sees this like 
even if they see it two weeks from now, tomorrow or three days, just to eat, just to even say, we saw the show, we saw you speaking, and, and, and our heart goes out to you. Even just to say that, it might be somebody who says, listen, you know, I have something for you, you know, whatever, or maybe a bigger venue that can allow you to speak, you know, because I'm a little guy, you know, I just try to keep, con, you know, consistent out here, <laughs> but the, you get the big, but then again, the big, the big uh, platforms are not, you know, that they control, they're not going to have them speak against themselves. So this is why it's good that we do have a way to get stuff out a little bit, you know, and every little bit that I can do to help you, I will do. Yeah, this is what I'm here for. I'm glad you reached out to me. But how are you feeling now? I'm not trying to trick you with a setup question, but I mean, you're strong. You you've been going through it, and when does it end? I mean, like, when does this end? When does this end? I mean, it will never end with this system. If it's not you, it'll be somebody else. But what would be advice that you give to someone who? It's starting to feel the heat from the system, whether it's the UK social services, the police department, whatever it may be. Your story is a great example of composure and holding your head because they're trying to provoke you. Yeah. So if there's anything else that you would suggest to someone going that they can draw strength from, please share it. Yeah, I would just suggest when you find yourself in such a situation, you have to be calm and you have to speak truth to power, even though it can be um, frustrating at that moment, but you have to stick, stand on your truth. Because when you find yourself where you are a minority, you always be picked on. You have to know that everybody's they're always watching you, whether you are doing the right thing or not. So you always have to make sure whatever you are doing, you're doing it in the right way. You know, and even if you're doing it in the wrong way, they might, you might be tolerated in doing it at that time. But when they stamp on your human rights and go against you, and if you want to fight back, they will tend to use those things against you. So remember, if you're engaging in anything that you think, oh, if it come out, you know, it's going to be a problem, I think you should stop doing it. And in this, in this type of system, you have no choice. You have to walk upright and righteous. You need to, you have to be righteous. And if you are somebody that you, you are envy and you see everything that you want, you know, you are, you don't have contempt mind and you tend to involve yourself in anything, they can turn blind eyes to it for a while. But when they go against your human rights and you tend to talk, you just need to keep quiet because I have the bold mind to come out and talk. Because I know that we have been bullied, intimidated, and victimized. We've been taken advantage of. We've done nothing wrong. We never had any issue. Even when I was in Germany, I never had any issue with social services coming to my house. Oh, yeah, you've done X and Y. Even when after the separation and divorce of my ex, I lived as a single mother for five good years. I went to nursing school. I was taking care of the children. I don't, I don't, um, I cut my coat according to my size. Because that is the thing that used to get our people more into problem. They want to have this, they want to have that. Sometimes it's what you want, what you your needs, your basic needs is what is important, not your wants. Because you can want it's everything in the right. world that you don't right. need. So that is the reason. Because the, my ex-husband, the white German, they were 
well-to-do family, but I was not happy. I lived in a big house. I had a car. I was driving, but I was not happy. I felt that something is draining. I'm, I'm draining, you know. So I said, this is not life, and how long am I going to continue to live like this? And the ancestor pushed me out. Because maybe if it was up to me, I would have said, oh, yeah, let me just patient, you know, that African mentality. You know, hoping and praying and fasting. So by the end of the day, I come out of them, and it was a liberation for me. Maybe some women that are married to them, they are thinking of all the luxurious life. Oh, yeah, I'm on social media. They are seeing me. I'm this. When I come out of them, I was not having anything. I left with no money, nothing. Even to buy bread that night, I don't have a single penny because he didn't allow me to have a bank account. From 20, 2007 to 2011, he made an online account for me, my ex I'm talking about. He made an online account and he was the one putting money there and they don't want me to work. So that is the financial abuse I suffered from them. So when they drive me out of the house, I had no sense, no penny, I have no family, nobody. So my advice also to young people that want to come to abroad and think, oh yeah, it's better for this. Sometimes it's not what you think it is. But at that time I was young and when you're young, you're naive sometimes. You think, oh, you're strong, you know, you, you know, you're strong and you can be in any situation. You'll be on top of situation. But with time, as time is going by, you study the world, you read, and you, you have to unlearn what you've learned before. As some people used to say, the, um, the literate of this 24, of this 21st century is not the one who cannot read and write or is the one that refused to unlearn what they've already learned. So I believe that yes. is what I have. So I have to unlearn all what I've learned before in the hard way. And I believe that the ancestors make me to go through all this, you know, to be, to speak up, you know, for the voiceless. And I just thank you. I can't thank you enough for giving me this opportunity to speak out because I think this is something that I would have done long ago, but maybe this is the right time. There's time for everything. I believe this is the right time to yes. come to the world and tell my story. And so if you see somebody is going through what I'm going through, we don't need to call names and judge them, you know, because some people will not understand what is going on with them. But because I have a little bit of understanding that is going to involve provocation, that the aim is to drive you mental. So what you have to do, you have to take first your emotion and put it aside, even when it's not easy, because melanated people, naturally, yes. they are emotional and passionate people. And you're dealing with people sometimes that don't have passion. And sometimes we even think it's a black and a white thing, you know, but sometimes someone that even look like you can even more even dangerous than there you go. so-called, you know. That's right. Yeah, so that is the thing. So that is my advice to everybody. You find yourself in this service. Very horrible situation, as horrible as it is. You know, I cried about it because I'm a human being. I'm not a robot. I have feelings, I have passions. I miss my children. I do. But that is not going to make me act stupid or behaving anyhow. So I'm giving them more excuse of why they take my children away. But since right. my mental health is clear, with clarity, I'm able to grant interview with date, with time, everything. 
everything I'm explaining to you, even if you wake me up from the bed, even two o'clock in the morning, I will explain the same thing. And we have to learn to be say stand on our truth. If you are saying A, you have to be A from the beginning till the end. Because you can't afford to lie or manipulate when you are dealing with master manipulators. You just yes. mess everything up. So I stand on my truth. All what I've been saying is what I've been saying. So make several complaints. We've been writing letters. I've been writing to the councillor in my city here, Medway, Medway um, City Council, where I'm living here in Kent. It's around London, Chatham. I've been writing to the councillor. He replied me one time, my last writing, there was no reply. I write letter, write letter to the member of parliament here in our area because we have nothing to hide and we've done nothing wrong. But if right. we have something, then we will not have even the mind to write all those people to hear what they are say, going to say concerning what is going on. So when my children were in care, when they take them away, the older boys, when they came home on the 29th, they were telling us that the social services were forcing them to have contact with their dad in Germany. And they said, no, they don't want contact. So my husband and I, we are thinking, okay, is it really because of the condition of our son, they come to take all the children or because of the man in Germany? Because what does the two older boys have to do with their concern, the medical concern they had with our son? So it's all a big, like a massive cover-up of what went with our son in the hospital or is discrimination and racism as usual that is going on. So as Melanie yes. said, you have to know that they're after our families. It happens to me because if it happens to somebody that has been in the hospital and come back and say, oh yeah, she's been in the hospital, you know, people start making silly comments. But sometimes those people that end up in the hospital end up with mental, it's not their fault. And some have never confronted with the aggression of discrimination. Some have never come across, com, confronted with it. But for me, I confronted it with it when I came from Africa back then, 15 years ago. I, conf I was confronted for the first time with racism and discrimination in Germany because I lived in a village where there was only predominantly white people. Don't get me wrong, when I went to the women's refuge, there was one white woman that stood by me. I believe my story, what I told her, and she, I got help and assistance from her, even more than sometimes our own people that look like us. Yeah, I've encountered that also. You know, this yeah. is what keeps us from seeing all of them, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah. And they always come together, even when I separated. You have to know if you're married to them or you're going out with them, you have to know that they're always together. They don't betray each other when we are among. Mm -hmm. So because I remember from my experience when I separated with my ex-white German, you know, like all the friends were like, they avoided me and they see me as the evil. So I also have nothing even to do with them or anything common with them. I was happy to mind my own business and move on with my life. But I learned my lesson the hard way, and I believe Ancestor knows why I went through that. But at least I survived. I lived five years alone. I met my current African partner, and we understand each other very well. We accept each other for who we are, and we got each other's back. 
and we move on. So my advice to African family, man, woman, you have to have each other's back because you have no one but yourself. If you know you are not ready to be in a relationship or you know that you're going to betray each other, then don't come together. Just stay as friends, distance relationship. But it's going to be very horrible when you come together and have children together and start dragging each other to court or fighting or because of the woman want to receive social welfare from the state and you put your children in danger. You endanger the life of your children. We have to learn to value ourselves. Because if we don't value ourselves, we don't respect us. Nobody is going to respect us. We used to complain, oh yeah, they don't like us because we are black. No, sometimes I think it's not only because of that, it's more than that. Because if other group of people seeing us betraying each other, how do you expect them also to trust us or to like us? My grandmother used to say that if a monkey in the bush throw away their child, a stick cannot hold that child. So if we cannot tolerate each other and we cannot be with each other, then how can we be with somebody else? How can we expect support from outside? Because what I'm going through, we had no, no strong support like that, my husband and I. Because we're even scared to be close to people because we say, oh, anybody we go close to, they're going to pay their money to turn things against us. So we've get to that stage which is really, really bad. And it's bad for our children as well. If we don't trust each other, who else are we going to trust? And sometimes we can be our own worst enemy, which is very, very sad. So my wow. advice is that black man, black woman, melanated, being carbon being, you need to unite with your partner. We are not perfect. We are in a system where everything is working against us. There are few people who are in position who think they have power, they are connected, you know, so they don't care about the rest. And sometimes even if you tend to talk what I'm talking, it's not going down well with them because they think, oh yeah, she's saying this now. She's putting her position at stake. Because they think that you coming out, exposing things and tell things for what it is, they are going to lose something. So they rather prefer see you suffering, going through everything and silent about it. And they continue to enjoy what they think they're enjoying. But they said rain never fall on one person's door. Today is me. We don't know who is going to be next. It can be anybody. But if they can come to us, a decent family that don't have any history of drug, alcohol, we don't do any illegal thing. My husband go to work. I as a full-time mom I have an online study that I'm doing trying to study herbalism how to deal with herbs in college and since I enroll I'm not really even able to really study because of the situation on the ground at the moment so if they can do that to us then nobody's safe no black family is safe so if you ignore me and said oh yeah it's just another story again you don't know whether you're going to be next because whether you're a lawyer, whether you're a doctor, they can come at any time for your children. And how are you going to defend yourself when you don't have a community that is united, that got your back? Because sometimes I think this thing happens more to African people and African women because there is no united community that we're speaking with one voice. Because I think what happens to me if it was an Asian family, you know, 
Asian family have a very strong community and support each other. But for us, we are ready to sell each other to the ISB. And as you're selling, remember that your turn is coming. After you sell everybody and when they come for you, who is going to protect you? You're going to be alone and all the money you've gathered to yourself is going to be useless. So remember, each time you're selling somebody out or you're doing something that you're going against another person, know that it's going to turn back to you at the end of the day. We should not be materialistic. A lot of our people are too materialistic. And that is also the problem. Have a contempt mind. Because if I don't have a contempt mind, I will say, oh yeah, let me just patient this white man. They are rich. They have this. I told them that I can't sell my dignity and pride because there is no money that can buy that. Once I sold it, I'm finished. So I lost them. I lost everything from them. I left with my dignity and pride. And I was able to meet a lovely black man who stood by me. Until today, we are together. We are going through this pain together. We are going through all this together. We encourage each other. Sometimes if he's, she's, he's down, I'll encourage him. I say, oh, dad, don't worry. You know, and sometimes if I'm the one, you know. So we encourage each other on the same. Because in this type of situation, remember also, they're expecting you to fight each other. So like if my husband is not really, really matured and know what's going on, he would have just said, oh, yeah, it was you from your previous relationship, German, and that's why this is happening. We don't throw fingers on it. We don't point finger on each other because we know that we are in the same predicament. So what is the need of pointing finger at me? Say, oh, you are fault. And then we say, oh, you are fault. And we started fighting. Oh, that's what they need. Because they will say, oh, the family is not stable. The children can return to such a family. Mm-hmm. So whatever we are doing, we have to think of our children, not for ourselves. We don't need to be selfish. We need to think about the young ones that are coming and try to raise them up the way they should go and understand the environment they find themselves. Because a lot of Africans don't know about discrimination or racism. It's a very strange thing for us because when you are in the motherland, everybody looks the same. And when you you're come right. here, time you're going to realize that oh, you are not part of us. You're well, you know, Alice. Back. You know, the funny thing is, I'm here, and I get a lot of questions about that. And the overwhelming, I would say, ninety-eight, ninety-nine percent who have not traveled there and traveled either to the UK or the United States for a good period of time, not just a two-week tourist pass-through, but to live there, they don't, don't understand. And they want so bad. It's almost like they'll, they'll sell their soul to go there. And they feel that when they arrive, that their life is going to change, money is going to just fall out of the sky, house, cars. But they don't want to look at the other side of social media that warns them about these things because it has been embedded in their mind from single-digit ages, from elementary school. They don't say there's nothing here in the motherland and go to America or go to the UK, but it's inferred and, 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 and it's embedded in their mind because they make it seem as though there's nothing here, but other people and other types of people are coming here with unity 
and doing great things and setting their families up three and four generations ahead of time because that's what their mind is. So many people here, it's about sport and play and escapism, and let's just make it to the weekend where we can party and just escape the pain. It, it, it's, it's so, it hurts me to see this because I know what the end result is going to be. When other people take over and have power positions over those here, they won't be able to complain because by the time they wake up, it's going to be too late. Yeah, unfortunately, you know. So I had, had to leave the motherland for me to come and wake up because in in Europe and to realize that it's not really what we really think it is. You know, some people, lots of people have died in this process that I've been through. I thank the ancestors of the universe for keeping me going because I don't want to take it for granted and I'm not better than those who died in the process because a lot of women, they'll just take their children and they start behaving funny and they take them to the hospital and started medicating them. And with that, they had no the opportunity to see their children. Some die in the process. You know, that I'm survived up to this point is a miracle, you know, because the ancestor of the universe wanted to use me to to save other people who will be in this type of situation or who is already in this type of situation that I found myself. Because in Sierra Leone, I come from Sierra Leone, which is also in West Africa, like 7 million population. And we speak Patois, which is Creole. So you can see my English is, most of the time when I speak my English, you will say, oh, you're from Sierra Leone. And, yeah. It's a peaceful country. It's a beautiful country. I can understand, you know, when our people are young, when you're young, you just want to explore. You just want to see the world, just like any other white people that are traveling all over the world. But the thing is that when you travel, you realize that, we are not going to get the same treatment as your right. counterpart. So that is a huge difference. Because I ask myself, when they need visas, they can get it at any time and go anywhere. But if we need visa or anything, we want to travel, we've been restricted, you know, because of our passports we are carrying. And I think we need to get some pride for ourselves. Because I believe that a lot of people have lost their pride because of material things. Right. If you lose it, anything can happen to you. You are ready to sell anybody, even if it's your children or your husband. Because if you don't have your pride on yourself, then you can't you can't save anybody. Or you can't be um a help to your community. Instead of you being a blessing, you'll be a, like a cause. And these are the things that we should be avoiding and try to have conscience that whatever you do today will come after you tomorrow. And some of our youths that are desperate to come, come into abroad is because of the information that has been sold to them. This media, you know, some people that travel to abroad, they're lucky maybe to have a house and have a car. They're ha lucky to have opportunity. So they will use the opportunity to, to brag in social media, give the ones impression that are back home that everything is fine. And when they see that, and if you don't achieve what they have achieved and you go back home, they're going to ask you questions. 
say, oh, what did you achieve? Look, XYZ has built three or four houses. But sometimes the families don't know what they do to get to where they are. Some have to do terrible things just to make themselves be accepted in their community. And I hope that with social media, because back in the days when we traveled to abroad, there was no social media like this, you know, to get more information, to hear story, live story, like what I'm saying. And now the young people down there, they have the opportunity, you know, because we have the most sophisticated thing in our hand, which is your phone. With your phone, you have the yes. whole world in your hand. And still people remain or because nowadays ignorance is a choice. Being ignorant in the days of in the days of social media That's and right. advanced, being ignorant is a choice. Even if you cannot read, but you can go and watch videos that can educate you and explain to you what is going on, how should you do things. You know. So these are informations that informations are very, very important. You know, some of us don't have the opportunity to know more until we just come in. And I learn a lot from black Americans. That's why it really saddens me when some Africans go to America and they start picking on the black Americans because they don't know their story. They don't know what they've been through. Exactly. Yeah, it's like a communication gap between, you know, the motherland people and the Americans. So when they go, they started earning money driving cars or have good jobs to start behaving as if they are better than them. But they don't know that what they are enjoying is people that shed their tears and blood for what yes. they are enjoying. But on the other hand, I would say to the black Americans not to take it serious because they don't have the knowledge. They lack the understanding of what they've been through. But if they take patience to educate themselves, and they will know what they are enjoying they didn't just come just like that yes but the other side wants them to do that so that they can gain more power and control so my advice of, of africans also that in abroad you have to respect the ones that are there because they've been through already a lot and they don't want to come and continue to go through more from people that look like them. If there is nothing they can offer to them, they should just leave them in peace. And I believe it's the same thing also that started happening here according to, because I'm someone, when I go somewhere, I observe a lot. I just don't go and start jumping around. I observe even when I came to Germany for five good years, I was only among white Germans. I was almost the only black among them. I observe things. I learn a lot from them, you know. So I can able to come out and and talk what I'm saying, because from my knowledge and experience, and even here now they have a lot of programs of Africans coming to Europe to study or study visa, this visa, and all of them are flooding in, and when they come. We, the ones that are living here for long, they tend to have problem with us. Because I remember like a few days ago, I was traveling to London to the train. So I wanted to pass through the entrance. There was an African who was standing there at the gate. So 
and all the white people, everybody was passing and she had no issue. As soon as me, I get there, he, she was trying for me to show my ticket properly to her. I have to show it properly to see if I have the real. So I showed her, I understand, because someone that don't understand me try to put up challenging behavior. I understand where she's coming from and where I am coming from. So I just show her, I said, yeah, so I go. So these are the type of situation because of lack of information and understanding of how things work. Um, tends to make us step in on each other's toe. And yeah, and not underst having understanding because you have to know the holistic part of things. Because if you just know it from the top, you will just act anyhow. But when you know things from the bottom, it makes you have better understanding of how to deal with things. You know, what I'm going through was not easy. I go through fasting, as you are seeing me sometimes. I do water fasting, which is no food, like two, three days, you know. Because sometimes your, your gut also have to rest. Because your stomach is always connected with your head. The more you are using your stomach frequently, it's like using your head as well. So sometimes I give my stomach a break two three days i just drink lukewarm water and i'm fine so that i will be able to have more mental clarity of what is going on and what to do next so i thank all of you that are listening to me at this moment lance, lance Cove and mrs Cove, i can't thank you enough and brother kweku and all of you who have been working relentlessly tiredly to bring information to our people and give me the opportunity to be here today. I never think that I'm going to have the boldness to be here, but I think it is time and there is a reason for everything. Yes. And I'm glad that you're going to be an inspiration to so many people to tell your story. And anytime you want to come back, just like today, just give me a ring and it shall be done. Yeah. Okay. And even I have uh, even videos. Yeah, sorry. Go on. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I even have video because recently on the 15th of this January, the children came home again. So um, we inform whosoever care they bring them because we don't even know where they are in the first place. So I informed them. They said, oh, yeah, uh, we will inform the social worker that they are at your house, at home. So they said, oh, they tried to convince them to go back. The children said, no, we are not going back. We've not done anything wrong. Our parents are okay. So on the Friday, we didn't hear anything. On Sunday, on Monday, huge police office presence again in our house. The street was full as if they are coming for Osama Biladin's wife. They came. My husband was going to the gym. They uncuffed him. And they came in with rush. They break our door. It's just because of his legs now. I'll show you my door. And they promised to come and repair it. And up to now, our door is still not fixed. They came in with rush and, you know, just expecting my husband to be aggressive. I just thank the universe and ancestors over the time of calm and patience that is given to him. He's amazing, to be honest. He is amazing. He was calm again. They uncuff him, take him. And they come in, oh, yeah, child kidnapping. They charge us for kidnapping. So they came in and my 
two older boys come say leave our mom alone leave her. i have the video I will, I will think i'll send you the video leave our mom alone we are not going anywhere and he said no you're going this is game and they uncuff my hand i said well how can i kidnap children 15 years who has been going to school and come back home by themselves for the past two years now how are they going to be kidnapped they're just looking for every means to keep our children away from us i don't know who they are trying to please what they are trying to cover up hopefully whatever is in the dark will come to light and that my family will get justice and those who are responsible for all what we are going through will bring to book that is our prayers and yes. our meditation at the moment Thank you. Thank you so much. And I know that to even speak on what you've been through, it will take a little bit out of you because you have to rehash with each interview what you've been through, and it is a sacrifice. And so for that, I thank you. For all those who are going to benefit from being empowered by what you shared. Because, see, some people see content like this and they click past it because they want to see some sensationalistic, crazy something. But when they find themselves in a situation, they're going to be glad that they may have listened to you to draw strength. And um, if there's any way that the public can contact you, let me know. If you don't have one way now, you know, then we can eventually put it out on the video, like an email yeah, address. Have, or, yeah, my email address, yeah, and you have my number as well. Okay, yes, yes. You know, I shoot that to me when you can, and I'll put that down in the description area below so people can reach out to you on other platforms also and directly to you if they want to pass you some information or mm -hmm. pass you some type of gift or help, if you know what I mean. And not, not once have you asked, but I'm going to say that, you know, that we need to aid our sister and back her up and continue to support for those who do, because we know we have the frauds out here. And unfortunately, I do feel there are more frauds and agents out here and time wasters than those who will take their time to really reach out to help you in whichever way they can, okay. even if it's just a kind word to let you know that you're not alone. Yeah, because sure. you have a huge reservoir of strength inside of you, but it also needs to be replenished. Yes, okay? Definitely. Very much a spiritual battle. You know, so on. Uh, yeah. It's it's I really appreciate you, sister. No problem. And thank you, husband. I also really for the support and, and the commitment that he's given to you. Um just thank him because he's a good black man to do what he has it, done. He's amazing. He has been there from the beginning. Even when yes. we fought with my ex and the father, the dad of my ex tried to approach him, you know, because I told him, I said, now that we are together, they will try to come and bribe you or do something for you to betray me. Yes. So we are. And immediately we went to call. The father tried to come close. He just, he just show fingers. He stopped there. And that's mm -hmm. it. Good. And Good. He not to trade anything for anything. So we just being ourselves. And still, we've been taken advantage of. So if they can do what they do to us, it can happen to anybody. So we just have to be focused 
and be mindful and be ready that at any time battle can be at your doorstep but the way you approach it is very very important i know that i'm not alone my ancestors are there because maybe if i was alone maybe i would have died long ago or i would have gone mad on the street you know it would have been impossible for me to be calm you know taking four children including my one year five month old baby just ripped him off just like that in a single yes. day lock me up bring me back home and said i'm not allowed to see my children so what are this is like killing me alive yes that is what they did to me. that's what they are doing they're targeting my life because if you do something i can i will have something will have happened to me i will have just right. get all sudden a pressure or heart attack or anything so they really they really shoot to kill they didn't do it for me to be talking to me to be granting interview right. they didn't do it for me to be going for a walk they didn't do it for me to have time to meditate they didn't do it for me to go into fasting they do it for me they really strike for my husband and i to eventually lose our life so if ancestors have saved us from death have protected us so i think our we need to we give our appreciation by appreciation by coming out and speak out is one way of being thankful and we don't know what they are planning in the darkest dark and the deepest deep but whatever is going to be as long as we know we are innocent our answer clean we've been taken advantage of we've been bullied we've been intimidated for whatever reason like always we know and believe that justice will prevail and the truth will reveal and whoever responsible or behind the scene pulling the strings they will be bring to book that's right yes so not only did you share your story but you gave some valuable lessons and you fed us yes. with the wisdom learned from the experience and how you handled the situation. Textbook. It's like a boxing match where the, the, the fighter fought a perfect fight because anyone where you slipped in this situation, you know as well as I do, they wanted to just destroy you. And again, yes, it's not just a black and white thing. It's a spiritual thing also on a higher level. Yes. And those are the things that are unseen. We don't see those things or we don't register and it's good that you did register that and understand that that's what it is higher yeah. you know and yeah. it just makes you feel grateful every day that you go out and come home safely knowing the dangers that are out here not to be paranoid but exactly. there's so many forces there's so many things that almost happen that we are not even aware of that when we get to come back home we don't understand how chosen we are and how blessed we are to make it back home because a split exactly. second can make a difference between getting hit by a car, catch a straight yeah. bullet, somebody mm -hmm. catches your eye and want to follow you home and do something to you. It's just, for me, that's why the older I get, the more it's like, let me just remain invisible. Let me just kind of stay home. And I enjoy being at home. There's yeah. so much crazy spirit out here to want to exactly. take you away from your existence. It's amazing. Exactly. It's a different world now, you know? Exactly. Because mm -hmm. you have a lot of people out there that feed on pain, on anger, on trauma. So for people, yes. it's a food. 
you know, for certain entities, it's a food, you know, doing this to me, me being in pain, in trauma, in aggression, in confusion. So it's a food. Yeah. So when you know that there are people out there that are feeding on that type of energy, then you have to be conscious and aware said, oh, if I am aggressive, if I'm angry, if I'm in pain, if I'm this, who am I going to be feeding? So these are some of the questions you have to ask yourself when you find yourself in such situation. Because yes. some people do feed on this um, negative, the low vibrational entities feed on low vibrational energies. That's their food. You That's know, right. so you just need to be uh, mindful and be aware of the situation that is uh, we find ourselves in, that we are around. Mm -hmm. So that's my my advice to people who are watching. Where the strength is coming from and the energy, I also have no idea. Because there are a lot of women who are in the mental home on medication and doing this and doing that. And warning after the social services. Because during this time that they know you're vulnerable, right? So they will try to propose a lot of things to tangle you. Yes. They'll be asking you, do this. Oh, yeah, I will do it just because I want to see my children. Do that. And say, oh, yeah, I will do it. But doing that is not knowing that she's going to even delay you and even stop you eventually from seeing your children. But when you're vulnerable, you're in that type of distressful mind, the human mind, because melanin don't want stress, melanated people, because stress used to shut melanin down. When you stress, you know, you are not able to think properly. You know, you're blocked. And, you know, because I've lived with people that have no emotions and passions and feelings, so have learned how to manage my feelings and my emotions. Because you can't be crying and shouting and showing anger and pain to somebody who doesn't feel it. Who will just use it as an excuse or as a tool against you. Yes. You can't. It's like shouting to a robot standing, a machine, and start crying in the arms of a machine. So you'll just be laughing. Oh, is she mad? What's wrong? Hmm? What's going on? You know, everybody will just be looking at you as if you're crazy, but when you're not. You see? But I think one has to be really spiritual and have knowledge of yourself. Then you can be able to handle such a situation better. You know, and I want to be thankful to all of you because I believe I listen to people like you, your program and other people that the universe is using to bring information that we've learned in the corner. We are looking at your videos silently. Little did you know it's creating an impact because that's the reason why religion is saying, oh, you have to... Be careful of what you're watching, watch movie or whatever you're watching because our subconscious mind don't understand fun or joke or affection. Whatever I see is as you communicate to your subconscious mind with pictures. Whatever picture they see, they will take it as real. So that's the reason even if I'm on YouTube, I'm very mindful of what I'm looking and what you're consuming. You know, anything you're consuming has to be for your empowerment and your understanding. Because when you find yourself in such a situation, if you don't empower yourself with knowledge and understanding, 
and control your feelings and emotions and know that what you're dealing with don't have feelings and emotions. They makes you get aggressive, get angry and crying all over the place. You will not be able to think very well. So how do you want to take your children back when you are not in a good mental state? So you don't have to think for yourself. You have to think for the little ones that are out there. Because I believe no one is going to take care of my babies apart from me. I'm the best That's person right. to take care of my baby any time, any day. There is no one of course. going to take care of them like the way I do. I see the yes. difference after a few days I go and see my was how they were looking like. Because I can be proud to say I'm a very loving and a caring mom and I love children. I don't joke with children, even if they are not mine. Right. So how much more for my own children being just taken away and being taken care of, of people that I don't even know. What they are doing with them there, what they are not doing, I don't even know. I have no idea. It takes a really, really strong heart and mind to be in this type of situation and still be okay. It's tough. But I believe there is a saying, who laughs last, laugh the best. Today is them that are laughing and celebrating on my pain. But tomorrow, hopefully, I also will be laughing. Beautiful. Yeah. And you know, when you hear real words of wisdom, with the vibration that comes from a real authentic person because there's a lot of verbal plagiarism on the internet where someone would hear your words with the vibration and go echo them again and be convincing to a lower vibrational person as a fraud. But we can sit here with you and see and feel the authenticity and the power behind your words. And you have not one time ever raised your voice. But what you shared is so captivating and so nourishing. Thank you. We know that you're the real thing. I just had to say that. Thank you very much for that. For that uplifting message. I appreciate that. And that's how I've been since, you know. I just learned to be myself and learn to call a spade a spade. Mm -hmm. And it was difficult for me in this part of the world, you know, to say to stay truthful to everything, even though when you feel like sometimes that everything is working against you. Systematically, I remember when they took us to the police station and I was telling the police officer, I said, as I feel victimized, and he said, oh, yeah, I have a, 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 a Asian, my boyfriend is Asian. And I'm even learning how to pray and how to sit on the floor. I say, excuse me, madam, I'm not saying you are. I'm not saying I've been victimized by you. I'm saying I'm being victimized by the system. Right. You. It's a systematic thing that has been put in place. That if I involve in the same um, action, bad behavior of somebody, of a white counterpart, for example, I will be treated more unfairly than 
my counterpart. Because That's I believe right. a lot of pay, white parents out there who are not caring, who are treating their children badly on drugs and alcohol, but they will go there. They prefer to come to a peaceful family who mind their own business and do this to us just with the hope that, oh, she's going to go mental. And then we have excuse to say, oh, that's the reason why they take the children away. Or by the power of the universe and the ancestors, they keep me going. I will never be where they want me to be. And what even keeps me more, even going stronger, the mere fact I think, oh, this is what they want to happen. So I really try to put myself together because I don't have choice. I have to be aware and be mindful of what I'm surrounded with. Because the situation will be treated differently, I believe. I was telling the police officers, I say, you're treating me like this. I say, if I was someone that looked like you, you wouldn't have been treating her like this. Because I've done nothing wrong. Why do you take children away from parents? Even if, I'm a, if, even if I was maybe sick or have a mental or on dog on alcohol that's not the reason you can come and encourage you know and be there in the home and send someone to help say oh the mother is in this situation how can we help her to keep the baby with the mother or not ripping the mother away so the same abuse you are accusing them and you are the one causing the abuse because taking the children away is going to cause them distress mental distress because all of a sudden they will just look around and their mother is not there so how are they feeling, these authorities? I think they have power to take advantage of black people who they think they are vulnerable. How are they feeling, seeing those children day in, day out, night in, night out, sleeping without their mother and their father that has always been there for them, never hurt them, always provide their needs, even when we don't have much. We always tried our best and make sure there is enough food in the house, there's enough drinks that the children stay hydrated, that the ones that are going to school, that their schoolwork is okay. The younger ones that put them in the bag, they take them for a walk. Because in Germany, the standard of raising children is even more higher than in the UK. When you raise children in Germany, it's very strict. So if I can raise two boys in Germany and I had no issue with German authorities, said, oh, we are going to take your children because you are and then coming to UK here, where everything right. is not even organized at all, where everybody is doing what they feel like doing, and then coming to my house, when the people that are taking the children away, they are not even able to take care of themselves, let alone take care of somebody else's children. So I believe they are doing it because they are trying to exercise their power. And because these authorities have been given so much power, so, and the way of them misusing their power and abusing their power is to use it against black people, unfortunately. And it's a shame that a lot of us are seeing this madness and nobody is calling it out. Everybody say, oh, yeah, it's the system, it's the procedure. You have to follow it. How can you follow something that has gone against your being, gone against of you being a human? can you be following something that you believe strongly in your heart that is unfair that is biased that is racially motivated 
that is not fit for purpose, that is unacceptable. And then I decide I should be following the proceedings. Really? So if the courts cannot see that from the beginning, that what's going on is wrong, so how can I be sitting down wait for the end judgment for, from such a judge? I've witnessed it in the High Court, 2022, February to 2023, last year, May, when everything ended, when my ex said he was physically abusive because he was not able to deny it. Because when you're dealing with such men who are suspected psychopaths, you need to document them. That's another tip, documentation, 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 very, very important. Because they can slap you and do anything with you. And if you don't document it, you don't have picture, you don't have any record of it. They can say, no, they didn't do it. You do it to yourself. And guess what? They are going to believe him because he's white. And they are going to not believe me because they are seeing me as a black woman. I'm a gold digger. I'm looking for money. So I deserve to be treated badly. But even if I'm a gold digger, is black woman the only gold digger in the world? No. Because you're a black woman, no, you're a gold digger, so you deserve to be treated badly. Because he's an innocent white man. And people refuse to see all what he has been doing to me. The courts, the judges. So these are the main authorities that we're expecting to get justice from. So if they turn blind eyes, to abuse, then what are you going to expect? So that's the reason why the social services drag us. Oh, we are going to court. So I was like, hmm, okay, really? What is going to be the outcome of the court? If the court in the first place cannot see that what the police did in the first place, they go against our Article 8, our human. If you cannot see that in the beginning and just continue with proceedings, then where are we going? Where is the justice going to come from? I'm still waiting to see anyway. But I believe that not all the procedure they are going to put that is going to be against me, I'm going to follow. You know. So we have a law solicitor at the moment, a lawyer. My husband also have one that is working on our behalf. But to be honest, at the moment, I don't think there is much we can do. We leave everything in the hands of the universe and the ancestors. And are good people to have good mind and heart to assist us in whatever way, whether to, as you said, to talking or whatever means. That's only what we're sitting down waiting. But we cannot afford to put any challenging behavior or shouting or doing. The only thing we we'll continue to stay on the truth and we continue to speak the truth until we get justice. Until we get justice for what happened to our son in the hospital. Until we get justice for what the police did to us, until we get justice for what the social services did. Sooner or later, we are patient, we have time. We've already endured through enough because the first one, two weeks, it was really horrible. But as time goes by, you know, we're strengthening ourselves, putting ourselves together. I saw somebody the other day in the city and said to me, Oh, you don't even look like that. I said, oh, how do you want me to look like? 
because then you really know exactly how women used to look like when I believe the first few days I was really looking off, you know, because I thought maybe I'm in the wrong movie or what's going on. So I just decided to pack myself together. I said, no, this is exactly what the enemy wants for me to go crazy. And they say, oh, yeah, crazy black woman, another crazy black woman again. Ah, that's the reason why we said we already put in the work in the assessment that she has undiagnosed. So the diagnosis now is going to come out from when to grab the children out and I run mad and then the courts will order a doctor, a psychological doctor to come and assess me and said, oh yeah, she's sick. So I don't think we should be, they should be using medical as a weapon or as a tool, which is also an abuse. Abuse is not only when a black man and a woman fight in the house. Abuse is not when there's really violence. Violence even even started before even being physical. Like what they are doing to, to us is also violence, like pa passive aggression. Swiftly. Killing us softly. So I said, me and my husband said, we can't die in silence, so we need to come out. Normally, I'm a very super shy someone even to come to the media, even Facebook, when Facebook started. They told me, oh, go to Facebook. I said, no, I can't. But I think the universe and the ancestor wants this for me to be, for my voice to be heard, to help the help to speak to the helpless, to the needy. To people that do need this information, I can't continue to keep it to myself. I have to share and not being selfish. It was hard for me. I did the first interview back with the other one, the video I sent you. That was my first time. And this is my second time. And I'm ready to do more. Because the more I'm doing it, the more I become emboldened and confident. And I believe I'm not forcing myself to be known or to be popular. No, that's not the reason. If it's that, I would have done a lot of things, but I don't, I'm not interested in cheap popularity. If I'm going to be popular, it should be for the right thing. And it should be of saving lives. It should be of transforming lives. Not just being all over the place and spitting garbage. Because words are powerful, so we have to mindful the way we are using them. So that's the reason why I'm very mindful. Even sometimes if I see situation, negative situation, I will speak positivity onto it. Because I know that words are powerful. And once you throw them out, you can take them back. And I just thank the ancestors, the universe, for the strength they gave to me. Yes. It's unbelievable. I also don't believe it. That I'll be standing here talking, telling my stories with ease, with calm, with patience. When all four of my children are not, my house is empty. My children better there. Everything that belongs to them is there. I'm seeing them every day. It hurts, to be honest. But as a black person, we've been subjected to this predicament. As a black woman, you since you were born until now, the only thing you know is pain. Maybe few of us are in position, maybe working as a manager or whatever jobs they find themselves doing and making money and something. Oh yes, we've arrived. 
and they don't have the patience to listen to the ones that are there. And by the time they get to them on top of their high horses, it's too late. So how long are we going to turn blind eyes to our pain, to our suffering? How long are we going to be pointing finger on each other, say, oh yeah, it's our fault? Or how long are we going to look for excuse to condemn each other? And when somebody maybe is listening to my story, we'll be looking for way how to twist my voice, how to turn something around, or how to say, oh yeah, maybe, hmm. you know, why? Because we don't want to confront the issue. Why are we shying away from reality? Sometimes we have to face ourselves in the mirror and tell ourselves the truth. And it's only the truth that will set us free. Pretending, making false lies, making as if everything is, everything is not well with us. I have a news for you, for all who are watching me this evening, or even if it's in America, afternoon or day. I have a news for you that everything is not well. Even if you have a good job, you have a big car, you have all the best education, it's not well. Because you're never going to be okay if the least child in Africa is going to bed, cannot even afford a single meal a day. And then you say, oh yeah, I'm in the upper class, I belong. Where do you belong? Because when they're assessing you, they're not assessing you for what you have. They're assessing you according to your group, how people that look like you are doing. Are they okay? So sometimes if we have opportunity to be somewhere or to be in certain places, sometimes we need to be really thinking very well before presenting ourselves as professionals or as... I don't have anything against people that are successful or thinking um, I'm not happy for them or have any issue with that. No, but if you find yourself in any position that you're okay, you're doing fine, always thinking of the one that are not there with you. Don't see them less. That's right. Don't see them as if, oh, you are not my type, you are not my level. At the end of the day, so those, the ones that are in control, are also see you that you are not their level. Even though you have the same job like them, even though maybe you are even more successful of them. Because what, where I realized that when I was in Germany, you have, we used to call all those people on the street like penna. German used to call, say, penna. That one is a penna, like somebody that is penning, penning, penning around that don't have a home, drinking, alcoholic, and all those things. You will believe, you will see in the system that even if you as a black person, you are, uh, you have whatever position you have, whatever money you're playing with, whatever car you're driving, if push come to shop, that alcoholic on the street has a better stand than you as a black person. They value him more than you. And that is what a lot of black people don't understand. They just think, oh yeah, I'm making big money, I'm a footballer, I'm traveling around the world, I'm a British citizen, I'm an American citizen. He doesn't care what citizen you are, but the system will always see you lesser than even the most wretched other people. Bear that in mind. So when you're looking down on one, when you're looking down on the one that look like you because he's not in the position that you are, 
you have to always have to bear in mind that somebody is there also that is looking down on you even upon all what you have at that moment they will tolerate you because they need something from you they need maybe your knowledge your skill your talent or anything so far that you're able to afford at that moment they will tolerate you they will clap for you they will praise you or immediately you mess up that's it and the ones that are down there that are supposed to get you back you've already neglected them they are not there you're alone you're on your own your money cannot save you your fame anything you have around you will just go down like that and that is the reason why sometimes in america when i see they usually go after celebrities you know they say oh this one i've done this i've done that sometimes it's difficult for them because you know when they are in the position they neglect their community they didn't do anything to support them they say oh yeah they're not my class anymore they're not my type i'm dealing with top people and at the end of the day when they're under attack how are they expecting those people to speak for them because they don't have the upper hand they didn't build them up they don't have the voice and even if some the ones that even have the voice you say oh no it's not my of my business what did he do for us in our community so it's high time for us to be holding our leaders accountable because we have been cheering them so much we've been clapping for them all the time and only what we get for them from them is just a ass kick we don't get anything from them clapping for them shouting for them oh yeah that one is my man yeah it's the singing fine because at the end of the day if they become what they become is us and after we making them for what they become and they turn us the enemy it's just like the leaders in africa as well you see people that are going out voting shouting oh yeah it's for my tribe and then you realize when you come to power you just care about his friends and family even if you are speaking the the same tribe doesn't make any difference so we just need to learn to hold people accountable because i think that is the thing we lack in our community we don't hold people accountable for their actions they do things and get away with it there is no consequences for bad actions so that's the reason why we are just free to watch each other anyhow and if somebody hurts us outside it's difficult to cry or to shout because you never even know that the one that look like you can might even go and join them and add more salt to your injury so it's really really bad and whoever that is engaging in that practice know that one day your turn is coming and when it come when they come for you who is going to be there is it the people that you neglected is it the people that you've been looking down on is it the people that you say oh they're not my class they're not my type it's very sad and even when we me and my husband find ourselves in this type of situation we are still careful in mingling with people because some people are just coming to to take advantage because they see we are we are we are vulnerable So we tend just to stay on our lane my husband go to work and he comes home he usually engage me on phone to make sure that i'm okay and i will be doing some other activity exercising you know 
going out the door, not staying at home or closing the door and start crying the rest of the day because that's what really they want. And I'm not doing that. I'm just keeping myself fit, strengthening myself for the return of my children, which I believe they will be returned back because they've been taken unlawfully and they should be returned to their home. As they come and grab them out, they should bring them back in. Because where they are, they don't belong there. I talked to the system, said, oh, we are looking for, for decent family. We're looking for decent children in the society. We've done that. And then, so it simply means what they are requesting that they want is not exactly what they are looking for. It's just the opposite. Because if we would have done everything we would do as a parent and they still do what they do to us, then we start questioning when they said, oh, we don't need criminal in our society, we don't need this, we don't need that. But at the end of the day, we did all what we could do because for some any other reasons, maybe from the white man in Germany, making six so the life of a one white man in Germany is worth more than six African people, including my babies. Rip all four of them out and leave us here to die in silence. But we refuse to because we have a higher purpose. We are not on this planet by mistake. We are here for a purpose and that purpose will be accomplished and be fulfilled whether the enemy likes it or not. With the help of not by our own power, not by our own strength, with the help and support of you and me, you that is watching me at this moment. I'm not going to the door of a Chinese and cry. I will not go to the door of an Asian or European. It's only you that will help me. If you don't, then so be it. I'll accept my fate. But remember, today is me. We don't know who is next. We're never too late to make that decision, to make that U-turn and start looking after each other and having each other's back. And this is what my husband has showed to me. He showed to me that love. Say, I'm with you. Whatever I may be, I'm there with you. This is a decision that we make. I'm not the most beautiful woman in the world or is not the most handsome because beauty is things that can fade. We can't be beautiful forever, but you just have to love the spirit that you are not seeing. When you say you love something, you have to protect it. And I feel safe around him. I feel protected. We support each other because the black man has that physical energy to protect me physically like if anybody wants to come on. And I have that spiritual protection is coming from the black woman. And if the black man is giving you the physical, you give him the spiritual. It's like giving and taking, reciprocal. You're receiving and giving. That's what we have been doing. And he loves children so much, he doesn't joke with his children. So I always used to encourage him, if he's sitting down and he's looking far, I would go there and say, Dad, why are you looking like this? Come down. Hopefully our children are going to come back home. Yes.
So I thank you so much, um, Lanskov, for this job that you have been doing and you moving to the motherland. I believe it was a spiritual calling. And I really do admire that you listen to the voice of the ancestors that lead you to go there. I know you are not there by mistake. Whatever reasons or your calling may be down there will be accomplished. And the Almighty and the universe will continue to guide, protect you and your wife and your family and all your viewers and those that are helping and support you. May they continue to have the strength, the wisdom, the knowledge, the power, the understanding, the connection to support each other. And thank you for welcoming me to this beautiful family. Thank you so much. I really feel honored. I feel I feel belong. It was like a, a load coming out of my head. Because imagine from being alone Great. with you on your you don't know what next and all of a sudden having a huge family, I was like, Okay. It was really a miracle. I know my English is not that, you know, because <laughs> I speak Creole, which is Patois. I don't know if you know Creole, um Yes. If you want to say something Creole also to yeah, those say, who might be listening, feel free to do so. <laughs> in Creole, now I'm going to greet you in Creole, say, hello, um, Lance, how are you? Um, I'm happy to be here. That's what I'm going to say in Creole now, okay? Okay. Um, <laughs> body I'm glad you for dinner today. Wow. If you want to say yeah. something directly to the viewers in Creole for a few moments, you can do so too. Viewers are telling her thank you for we wanna look me for me wanna understand me and I really really appreciate her. I hope say this not gonna be the first and the last. We will continue for for learn from from myself. We will continue for learn from myself because we never oh nobody need the old for learn. We go always continue for learn. Until we leave this place, until we leave this suit, the suit we are having as body, we will continue to learn from myself. We will learn for patience with self and send mutual understanding for each other. Now, Creole the talk because when you talk Creole, Creole always mixed with English. Now, just certain words then the inside yes. Creole will be difficult for understand. But Creole and right. you understand me, like which are the talk. Yes, I understand. I was mixed in. Those words that are mixed in, let me know what direction you're going in. The other words I may not know, but coming from New York City, with somebody who speaks Creole, you, you get used to it. So you got to use every couple of words to know. Exactly. If something really bad to you, you realize that those first few words of English come in. So you got to be instinctive, you know, because it's a wonderful thing. But. I just want to say that even you speak better English than, than many people who are in America right now. So <laughs> it's, you can teach them some things, and that's me telling you that. But um, I just want to add on to what you're saying about being here in the motherland. Um, I truly feel at home. This is not a manufactured, made-to-look-good social media statement. I have a few gripes with some of the things, really the ignorance of some of the people that are not aware of the big picture. So like a missionary, it's my job to, you know, inform them of what's going on. There is corruption, as it is anywhere. There are 
people who are not working in our behalf as a collective, because it would have been done already. But aside from that, I have never slept deeper. I have never felt as good just walking and moving about. My soul is happy, and I'm, I'm happy that way at the core, at the core. And I know in spiritual warfare, everywhere you're going to run into negativity, everywhere you're going to run into agents. But yeah. aside from that, it's like a burden has been taken off of me, and I feel I can't get back on track. I feel on track. Even in America, I did not feel it. I can really, really relate to what you're saying because the same thing happened with my current husband when we met each other because he's from Nigeria. He's a yoga yes. from Nigeria. And he's also been living in Europe for a very long time. His last time he's been to Nigeria, maybe it's like 10 or 15 years ago. And his recent traveling to the motherland was Sierra Leone. So when we make the decision to go to Sierra Leone, I told him, I said, I'm going to the motherland to Sierra Leone. Are you ready to come with me? I said, oh, no, Sierra Leone, there was this year, there was Ebola, and there was war, you know. You know, most of the time they used to portray African countries with dangerous things. So I said, okay, then if you are not going, it's fine. I'm going with the two children. And later I make up his mind. And and when he's there, wow. He felt so at home. And he was not even feeling to come back to Europe. So I can really understand what you're saying. Yes. You know, land, you know sometimes to be rich, money is not everything. Your rest of mind exactly. and mind is above everything else. And that is what I can see you are having. You're more relaxed. You see things in a different yes. way now. You're able to be yourself. Ah, yes. 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 I mean, people don't understand. You know, I lived in Orlando, Florida for 19 years. Hmm. And I lived in New York City for 38 very intense years. New York City is my basic wiring and DNA because that, those are my formative years coming into adulthood. And when I'm here, this is so different than where I was raised. Wow. And when I think back to my childhood, of course, up until that point as a child in my home, the actual house of my parents, I had a pleasant ache in my heart because my childhood was really good. But when I come out here, just me alone thinking, the feel, the vibration, the peace. Wow. This is a place that when you visit, you say you never want to leave, but I'm here to live, and I still have the same feelings like I'm home, and I don't want to leave this place. It's not just about the house now. It's no. about me moving about how freely I can talk to people and walk up to people and talk. And I know there's a special word that they call people who they consider foreigners. Although I am a black man, I do stick out. They call us a Bruni. Hey, a Bruni, a Bruni. And I embrace that. You know, that, that's, that's, that's my nickname. So, and, and the funny thing, I want to add the story. With the Chochos, with the commuter vans, they have certain stops that they universally know as 
a particular place, and it's not official. So I was telling the guy this one particular stop, but I get off the stop after. So when we approached it, the van was full. I said, listen, this stop from now on, you're going to call it Obruni Junction, meaning that even though I'm transplanted African, you won't call me Obruni. It's a joke for me because you know I'm home, because I'm loved in in the neighborhood. Everybody Mm -hmm. in the Obruni Junction. So the next time. And <laughs> it's a big joke, but, but that's how we get along here. And mm-hmm. even me being home, when I go out and look over the mountains on the balcony, I fall asleep out there, and it's an ache in my heart that lets me know, not a bad ache, it's a pleasant ache. Mm. And, and I never say never. But some friends of mine have said, hey, man, when do you plan on coming back to America? I said, I'm never going to say never, but... You know what I really want to say. <laughs> because this is, this is a feeling that is unexplainable. You can't explain how it is, even if you try to explain to someone, unless they feel it for themselves. They have to feel that, vib- that feeling, that vibration. For exactly. Them. It's, it's a joy. It's a happiness. It's an anticipation. Yeah. I, I have to fight to stay up when it's time to go to sleep because my day has been so fulfilling. And wow. as soon as the sun picks up, if I know that I need two more hours of sleep, it's hard to go back because I'm so enthusiastic for each day. Today, this is my third show today. And when you sent the video, then it's like, okay, why don't we do it? My enthusiasm. You know, the focus. There's nothing in my way. I can vibrate the way I need to. And that's why I say, the best for me is yet to come as a servant. Definitely. To do what is finally just needs to be done because this is not for ego. I can handle the camera. I can handle, but that is not my desire. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, people see the fancy graphics and stuff. It's not about showing off. I am mm-hmm. into this. When we decided to do this show, I said, let me throw a banner together. Boom, I showed it to you. Yeah. Hit the link. I said, listen, 30 more minutes to do something, yeah. an important phone call. And we're here when you're passionate about something. And my passion here is like a fire. The fire burned in America. But now the fire has extra wood to burn on and somebody poured gasoline on me. So I'm really burning. So it's joy. Wow. That's the joy that nobody can get in the way of. That's special. That's really I'm really happy for you because I remember the last time you went with Brother Keku and you come back, you experienced yes. something. I was worried. I said, oh, maybe they're going to I almost lost my life. Going back. I was really worried. I said, oh, maybe they're not going back. Here's Why the thing. Here's the thing. I loved it so much that the threat... <laughs> Listen, I came within hours of losing my life, and I'm not dramatizing it. I came with it. I was, and it was so good. I, I had to come back. And then all of a sudden, I hear that you're going for final. I was like, you, finally, they're going. And because I, knew, <laughs> I knew, I felt within my own speed that I think it was the right move and it was time. When the, yes. time, when the time is there, there's nothing you can do about it. That's right. And I tell you, that whole year, remember, I can say it now, we sold our home in November of 2019. Remember, I came back in 2019, and I had to take a 
long time to recuperate because that malaria took me so bad that my kidneys, my liver were were really operating on a subpar level. And then, you know, it was a little complications. When I got up to go to to the restroom, I couldn't walk. I had no balance. It wasn't like my balance was off. I could not walk. I had to crawl. Hmm. And the last night, when it was at its worst, I saw this really I would, big. I would say, I would say maybe you are you are going through your initiation. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, the creator wants to know if I wanted it bad enough. But I'm like, I'm going back. I don't care. You know, <laughs> I'm going back. And again, you know, I just think maybe I'm a little more acclimated. I'm a little more careful. Yeah. Um. You know, every mosquito doesn't have malaria in it, but I know that I'm protected and I protect myself and I know how to keep myself, you know, better here. But it's beautiful. I wake up in the middle of the night and look over at the lights on the other side of the mountain and I'm just like, man, this is in the breeze because I'm in the mountains. And I get up, look, I get up sometime and just walk around the house in the dark, mm. just looking at the windows mm. and just walking around. And really feel Sometimes I like get up at two thirty, three o'clock. It's all around you. Yeah, yeah. And water the plants. And I may sit here or sit there. I find myself staring off in the space, but not because I'm crazy, but because no, no. I'm centered, and I feel so strong. I, I forgot that in April I turned 61 years old no, because now... Really, what are you eating and what are you doing? 61 and you're looking like this? Wow. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's, it's the spiritual vibration, just awareness. And because I know, this is something that I know, and I know, I don't know how it's going to go exactly. You know, we think of transition. We think of, but this is not it. This is, this, this is... This is the training ground. This is the pit stop to eternity. Yeah. And even though bodies may go back to the earth, I don't see it as, uh-oh, I'm 61, and, and my mother and father passed away. So, oh, I better watch out. No, I'm not thinking that way. I, I'm not even thinking of an end. Wow. It's, wow. it's like when you have a transmission in a vehicle, and it needs transmission fluid, so it's clunky. No, my transmission is full, so it's a smooth transition. And I've already taken flight, but I'm still here. I'm ready. I don't, right now, there's a couple of things, little food, foods like to eat and things I want to experience. But basically, in my heart, I'm free because I'm ready. Like you said so beautifully earlier, it's not about your wants, it's about your needs. And, and I realize how now I've trained myself even more so to shake off the, the remnants of Western thinking and I don't really need much. Mm-hmm. I don't need much. Yes, we like nice things, but mm-hmm. I'm not here losing the moment, aching mm. for something that is man-made that's going to fade and something else come new again. Yeah. But this nature that has always been and is and will be forever, yeah. that's what I love, the beauty of that. I had such a good time earlier on the balcony. I was sitting down, and I saw a strange insect that I never saw before. And I took my phone and videotaped it because I have a friend in New York who knows all about insects. So I'm always trying to fool him to ask, what insect is this? And I think I got it. I think I'm going to fool him because I've never seen anything like this before. Did you see the lighting once, the one that used to light at night? Yes, yes. And, and, and I... 
I didn't want to go deep into my yard because I didn't know what else may be invited, uh, inviting me there to take a chunk. I'm not walking in fear, but we do have snakes and different things, so I, I have sense. You know what I mean? I'm not like one of the others who go to one of our safaris here and want to pet a lion. You know what I mean? But I know our spiritual vibration mm-hmm. is one where those things really won't mess with us, but you yeah. give it respect, you know, and that's what I do. So um, I'm, I'm very, very happy, and I wish my only regret is that I didn't find it to come here earlier in my life. Oh, Seriously. That's, that's my only regret. You know, growing up in New York City, you, you see everything. You mm-hmm. see, I, I tell people on the shows, you've heard me say it, my mm-hmm. eyeballs just mean everything, everything, everything. Some things I can't unsee that I saw before, mm-hmm. but in that, it's a certain purity and cleansing and yes. and filtration that goes on where wow. I'm wow. I'm more childlike now with the wisdom of an old man. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm in a good place. Wow. See? It's a beautiful place to be. That's really, really and, and thankful. We're really thankful because I think in twenty fifteen or so I've been to the US. I went to New York and yeah, I went to New York and I see the life there, you know. Everybody's busy and Yes. But really <laughs> it's really yes. something you know, the city that never sleeps, people are all over the place all the time. Oh, yeah. Queen's Village, one Queen's Village and Stanton yeah, Island. Queen's Village. Yeah, that's yeah. not too far from where I lived and you had to go through <laughs> Uh, uh, Springfield Gardens, um, yes. Jamaica Queens, you know, um, there's so many places in there, Hollis, Queens, and so you say Queens Village, I already know. You yes. went down Linden Boulevard, I know. I know where you went, you know? Yeah, yeah that's where I grew up. That oh. That's my basic DNA, and that's yeah. why I can appreciate mm-hmm. here, because now my mom mind opens up and I think about people I haven't thought about a long time. Uh, memories come back to me more so. It's like I'm being replenished. I take long walks and I, mm-hmm. I remember things. My brain's working faster. The creativity's mm-hmm. working faster because I don't have those things on me, those spirits around all me. Baggages, all the baggages have dropped off. Yes. Being in tune with yourself and with nature. Yes. Let me tell you something. In the United States, I was a caterpillar. Now I'm a butterfly. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's really, really good. It's amazing. I'm really happy and excited to hear this. Hope that this word and this message will go back to people, to our people who do really need it, need what you are having now. They just need to take the adventure. They just need to try, you know move from your comfort zone which you think is comfort and then make the move exactly make the move and now you are reaping the benefits from it but on the other hand it's not everybody that have the calling so we can't force people to come by force right Right. you see you have to get to a certain point in your life and again it's not for everybody Um, but to be honest so we can push everybody have to no 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 it's for yeah. certain people that have the calling and they are obeying it and they are seeing the answer of the universe and the ancestors upon their life. Maybe somebody who is not for them, it might turn out differently. So, but we yes. are saying 
if anybody that feel the urge, the need, the calling, don't resist it. Don't. Yes. I remember in 2020, you know, here's the dilemma. We sold our home in November 2019, and mm-hmm. so we're ready to go. Then all of a sudden, the C-19, I don't want to say the word, mm-hmm. came, and we wait month by month the whole year 2020 february march april may june july august and september when the borders opened up i couldn't get out fast enough and um it it was uh it was a true test because i was with in-laws and the little bedroom i was in i had to do my have my equipment and whisper my shows because everybody was sleeping when i would do it at night and Mr. Skirt was on the side of the bed getting up to go to work in the morning. I had to welcome to the last spirit show. <laughs> so, you know, it, she's so it's so humble, you know, I really, she's like um, a role model to other women. <laughs> she's very, very humble. And yeah, I think you people, you both of you just choose each other and you're meant for each other. But you know, you just never know how many people are watching until you get feedback in a certain way. You never know, you know, and even here, you know, walking down the street and somebody comes up next to me, hey, Lance, how you doing? I'm like, where does this person know me from? Like, I've been watching you for years. I mean, you've been watching me before I got here? Wow. (laughs) There are people who visit in Ghana that don't live in Ghana that I've run into them all in different places and it makes you realize how powerful this medium is. Hey, and um, okay. it's just amazing. It's just mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I was at a restaurant and I'm sitting there eating, eating, whatever, and I had the money to pay for everything. Um, and so when the waiter came by to clean everything up, I said, okay, I'll take the check. And he said, well, it's covered already. I said, you must be making hey. some kind of mistake. I didn't pay you yet. And I know the guy. And he said, you see the guy over there? And these guys waved. Hmm. We got you, man. We love you, Lance. Oh. Man, I went over there and hugged him and everything. They said, that's the least that we can do for you because oh. something, some sure something helped somebody in their circle or something. Definitely. And I mean, when you feel, see, it's like this. People have asked me, you're going over there, you don't really know anybody. I said, listen. I got family there that I haven't met yet. I got family. So I know globally, wherever I go, a way mm-hmm. is made. This is something that I know. After all I've been through, yeah. and see, it was a smooth transition, even thinking as a human, well, uh, I wonder if this is going to work out. I'm kind of scared. That's younger. And I was, I was always fearless, but you're being human, you're wondering. But yeah. everything has yeah. always worked out. And just like when I came back and had the malaria, and the doctor told me, he said, listen, I've been in this practice for 25 years. I've dealt with many people who have had malaria. And the way that you are sick with this malaria, I have never seen anybody that bad off. I'm not supposed to say this, but this is a miracle. And technically, if I didn't know you, you you're not supposed to be here. So... I'm I'm not going to get religious with you or spiritual. I'm just going to tell you that you're here for a reason. Yeah. You were snatched out of the jaws of was a certain demise. And it, it just a f- funny feeling hit me. Again, now, I'm humble. I don't think I'm better than nobody else. 
But I know, mm-hmm. and I want to see the other struggles chosen that yeah. you, you're going to get the win. No matter what, no matter how many people smear your character, they talk bad about you, they try to throw stumbling box blocks in front of you, you're going to rise to the occasion. It may not be easy all the time, but the yeah. W, the win, is guaranteed as long as you hang on. And for me to get to the age, to live up in New York City, I live a clean life, but I know what it's like to hear bullets fly past you that were meant for somebody else. I know what it's like to know that someone's trying to rob you and get to stab you up and it doesn't happen. I know what a lot of things are like. I know what it's like to jump out of a window in a second story when, you know, back when I was younger and a little crazier, a woman says, oh, my husband's home. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, I'm out of here. You know, I've had crazy things happen, and I tell it all. But when I look at it, the close calls and the different things, this is why I tell my stories because somebody can get something out of it no matter what stage they're in. And there's so much more for me to learn. There are elders who may not be older. They might be younger to be maybe more deeper in the spirit than I am, yeah. so I have to shut up and listen to them. So mm-hmm. even you speaking, you've been through and continue to go through, but to see your resiliency and your strength and, and how you carry yourself, boy, you fed me tonight. I don't know about anybody else, but you fed me tonight. You. All you can eat, spiritual strength. My mm-hmm. tank is full, and I'm enthusiastic, and I know in a little while I'm probably going to relax and rest a little bit on the balcony. But the way you got me feeling, I can do a fourth show and a fifth show tonight. Try me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I really do appreciate this moment. You know, yes. the opportunity. I'm glad to be there. I feel honored for this opportunity. You're always welcome here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're always welcome here. Just a phone call away. You know. Yeah. Thank you. Really really feels really good. There's a really difference. It's like a U-turn in my old situation. Because imagine at one point, think, oh, I'm alone. I'm shy to go and talk to speak to anybody. And all of a sudden, he said, no, 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 this is enough. I have to come out. You don't know who is going to benefit from this. And then you've told me that you feel the way it makes you feel. I really feel honored for that. And once mm-hmm. more again, I want to thank you and thank everybody that take their time to listen to what I'm saying. At least you pick sense. At least from nonsense, yes. you can pick sense from it. So thank you very yes. much. Hopefully this is the last. We're going to continue to empower each other because knowledge and understanding is endless. Consciousness is endless. We don't have beginning, we don't have end. So this is what we're going to continue to do for the rest of our lives. And we don't need to be selfish about it. That's right. To support I thank you. I thank you so much again. Much love to your husband. And um, let him know that all the viewers here appreciate him for being with you, supporting you, and just being your soulmate and the one to help to bring you through. You are truly blessed, and thank you for speaking highly of a wonderful black man online where we know the agenda of social media is to tear us all down and turn us against each other. It's a beautiful thing to see, and we need to see more of that. And I thank you for that, sincerely. Yeah. All right. Oh, you have. 
Yes. You have a wonderful rest of your evening. And anytime you want to come back, five minutes or hours, call me if I'm free. I'm a fireman. I'm like a fireman. I'm going to just jump, and we're going to do it. So this is, we don't have to go through 10 people or get approval or two weeks from now. You can wake me up out of my sleep if there's something you got to say. And I can... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> Sometime I've gotten up to answer a call to nature, saw something in my text. I said, listen, i got to talk about this. I'll go right there and do it. Yes, I will. That's wonderful. That's, that's what keeps me alive. A sign that's that what gives you really your calling and your passion and you're walking accordingly, which is a big blessing for that's you. That's right. Continue to be a blessing to yourself and to your people, okay? People will call names. People will throw stones. Thank you. But at the end of the day, just be yourself and follow your calling. Sometimes people might not understand it earlier. Some people are late to understand. Some people are early. But just focus on what you've been called for. People will call you names. They will say things. But with time, they will accept yes. calling. And there's nothing they can do about it. Either yeah. they benefit from it or leave it. Because at the end of the day, you are not forcing anybody. That's right. So whoever appreciates what you're doing, they can. And whoever is not ready, then it's not ready. We cannot force them against their wish. When the time comes, they will do what they're supposed to do. So stay yes. strong, both of you. Continue to look after each other. And continue to be each other's best friends. Just as I am Thank here you. with my black man, you know. Beautiful. He's wonderful and amazing. And there are good ones out there, but they are difficult to find, you know. They yes. are difficult. But once you yes. find one, I always say that you get what you deserve. You can't be mm -hmm. crooked and expect to get something upright. You know, everybody gets what they deserve in That's life. Right. So we have to be mindful of what we're doing, what we're saying, what we're eating, where we're going, so that you don't go and get out there what you don't deserve. So I feel honored to have him with me as a support. You know, that I can count on him. He's a human being. I'm not expecting him to be an angel anyway. We have our other sides. We are human beings. We do make mistakes. But at the end of the day, we have to learn to tolerate with each other because what you're up against is beyond our misunderstanding, you know. There you go. There you go. And there's a commitment. There's a real commitment, yeah. which many people don't realize these days. Yeah, so at the end of the day, we have to look at the big picture, not all this. Oh, yeah, you call me names. Oh, look at you. You're this, you're that. It's beyond that. This is about life and death. Yes. How serious it is. So true. What they did to us might have cost our life. We will have died in silence if the universe, the ancestors were not there for us. We would have. It would have possible. A lot of people are dying in this type of situation that I'm explaining to you. Yes. Bodies are dropping somewhere. Women are going to mental home. You know what it means to just grab your children away, my baby, that I've been with since he was born. He never slept to stranger, to neighbor, nobody. They were always with me. 
I never tell the social service, oh, I'm tired, oh, I want to go somewhere, can you please look? I never ask them for help, that I need help or I need assistance from them. No, I was always ready. Even if my children wake three o'clock in the morning, I will be up automatically as if I'm connected <laughs> with them. Because even if they wake up, as soon as I hear, mm, I will just stand up. Even if they didn't wake up, I will go there and look if they are okay. And now I'm sitting down, house is empty. Right. Divine connection. That's why you're the one that takes care of the best. And no one else can do that like you because you're divinely connected and made for that. The connection of carrying the children and your loving spirit and you having a higher bit of wisdom. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a connection. It can't be beat. It goes beyond. You know, mm -hmm. if, if one of your children went outside and fell and scraped their knees, you'd feel something before they came to you and said that. Exactly. Exactly. That's how it usually happens, yeah. There is a connection. Sometimes even the older boys, we don't need to talk too much. You know, we communicate even without even talking too much. They know what to do. They knew their routine at early That's stage. Right. They know their left from their right, as my grandmother used to say. You always have to know your left from your right. And if you don't know where you are coming from, you need to know where you're going. It's very, mm -hmm. very important. And that is how we have been together as family. But we believe by the power of the ancestors, the universe, the enemy will not be able to break us down or to destroy our family. Because we work so hard for us to be where we are and for the enemy to just come and rip us apart and turn us against each other, I believe even the ancestors will not allow that. Yes. Yeah. As tough as it might seem, but no matter how dirty the water looks like, it will gradually be cleaning slowly. And I believe that coming here is a stepping stone to my victory. That's right, step by step. Yeah, because a bully wants you to be alone. A bully don't want anybody around you. Yeah, yeah I've experienced that. <laughs> I've experienced that. Trust <laughs> me. <laughs> don't make me start talking. I got like 50 million stories about that. <laughs> <laughs> a bully just wants you to cry in silence and don't let anybody know. But once you started shouting out, right, the bully right. Don't it anymore. It's not fun anymore. It only right, becomes exactly. <laughs> so that's the reason why I decided. I said, no, 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 no. This bullying is getting too much. I need to come out and speak up. Right. And then the bully that's realized right. that oh, I thought she they were alone, but now they are not anymore. And one thing also, when they realize that eyes is on them, they don't like to be focused on. Because exactly. just want to be seen as if what they are doing is the right thing. They are following procedures. They are not doing anything wrong. They are just trying <laughs> to help you. <laughs> <laughs> they are just trying to help you. So if you don't come out and tell it, tell it at, as it is, you don't tell your story. They said if the hunter don't tell, if the, the lion is unable to tell the story, the hunter will always take the praise. Yes. Yes. Tell it the way they want to tell it from their perspective. That's right. 
where you see all truth will come out. Everything will be revealed. And the bully oftentimes feels that no one knows that he's a bully. But when you know that yeah. half the world knows and the joke's on them, you keep doing what you're doing and maintain. Never take yourself away from your divine mission and never forget about divine destiny. The bully is temporary. The bully has a track record of doing what he does to try to wreck people's lives. It's just that it's your turn that he's going to try to do that to you, but you have to continue with the righteous momentum that you've always had over the years, and the bully will realize that he can't stop you. You see? He has to go on somewhere else. You know, you rebuke him by living that life the way you know to live it and know that you're unstoppable. And when you're ordained by the creator, nothing can stop you. They can act like they're ordained, but Mm -hmm. trust me, it won't be long before they falter because it's not based on anything righteous. Mm -hmm. let's, let's, Let's battle this out, but it won't be a battle for me because it's effortless because I'm in my lane that was destined for me from the time that I was born. So it's just a matter of my foot on the gas and my yeah. eye on the road and staying in my lane, and I'll be okay. 2004, tomorrow is February. Well, it's 23 years officially for me being online and creating and doing stuff. So I'm good. I'm good. Wow, you've done so well. I'm good. Not only for yourself, but for the world and for humanity. You've done so well. And I have so much more to share. So much more. We haven't even scratched the surface. Wow. <laughs> but I do want you to come back you to come back on. Well. I have so much to share. I, I definitely wow. don't hesitate to come back. I would definitely mm. have to have you back on to continue, okay, to continue sharing. Because you see, this experience, although it's unfortunate, yeah. it has stirred up the righteous stuff that is at the bottom of the glass. You know when you have a drink mix and you put it in and it's water or milk and you got to stir it up? And then when you stir it up, you see what flavor it is. So circumstances have helped to stir you up to let the world see what's inside of you. Because you have professed to me that, you know, you weren't a talkative type and you're shy. But look how you're growing and blossoming. You may have been a seed at one point, but you're blossoming into a beautiful flower that not only is a pretty flower, but it bears fruit to nourish so many people all over the world. And that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. Yeah. So you're the meal. I'm just merely the plate, the platform, but you're the real meal. I thank you for feeding us tonight. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this moment. I really appreciate all of you. Thank you. I love you too, righteous sister. I never met your husband. Yeah, one day you will See, you see him. I don't know if he's even asleep just to say hi. Babe, was, I was well, calling he, him the other yeah, day. If, if he can come, he yeah. can come. Babe, uh-huh. are you sleeping? I was calling him another day in the supermarket. I said, babe, they said, no, he's not a baby. Why is he babe? <laughs> said, yes, he's my baby. <laughs> Maybe he's asleep. Maybe next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay because it's the the last minute. But we know he's there because we see you standing strong. And um, 
Usually usually wake up five in the morning, so Oh, don't wake him up. We're in the same time period. So don't wake him up for five in the morning. It's what but ten ten thirteen right now, so I you know, five in the morning is coming right around. I don't think he's going because he has something to do tomorrow. Maybe that's the reason right. why. Yeah. Right. But you know, even if you don't I know because I've talked about him, it will have been nice that early. It's a victory just to, to help, help me thank him. You know that he has been an amazing husband, uh, oh, friend, yes. brother. You know all these years he deserves. Yes. You know. Multifaceted. Yes. And we'll have time to um thank him and see him and all that stuff. Next yes. time you come on, we gotta have him next year, even if he just sits for a little while. Exactly. You no. Know? Next time, yeah. Next time I come on, I'll update you anyway as things is going on. Okay. Yeah, please do. I'll keep the family updated. You can come on to update everybody. You can feel free to do that. Because okay. I'm free. Okay. Look, I'm in the motherland. I'm feeling happy. <laughs> I can do what I want. I know you're enjoying the watcher. Watcher. <laughs> you know the Ghanaian food with the gari, you know, watch it, they call it, is it watch it? Yeah, 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 Banku, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I let people know sometimes, I said, well, it's going to take a little while for me to get into it because they make it very hot, right? And when they think it's not hot, it's hot for me. I said, listen, my roots may be here in Ghana through my Jamaican father, oh. but the bottom line is I still have a little ways to go. I, I went to a restaurant one time and I ordered something and I said, listen, please, you know, nothing hot. No spices, nothing hot. I can take a little, little, little something you know, when I want to, but these days it's just nothing hot. They said, okay, no problem. When they brought me the plate, I took a big fork full and put it in my mouth. Man, I wanted to call the fire department. <laughs> I said, wait a second. I told you nothing hot. Too extreme, you know. It doesn't necessarily mean it should be too extremely hot. Yeah, right, I remember right. when I was with my grandmother, they would cook very nice, delicious meal, but it's so hot you'll be crying and you're still eating because it's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I find yeah. it really, really <laughs> <laughs> I had the whole restaurant laughing at that point. <laughs> I had but a big trust me. Really coping very well, you know. That's really, really a good support story. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel I, I'm smile. I, I probably sleep with a smile on my face. Seriously, mm-hmm. you know. And um, just the vibration when I go out into the yard, and, you know, the, the, the palm trees, banana trees, just mango, yeah. just all these trees around me. Then I go out there barefoot, and, and, wow. and just I walk barefoot most of the time. Hmm. I won't, sure. I I won't have to walk around the house all the time, but let's just hope all my windows are covered. <laughs> okay, so I feel free, you know? Yes, <laughs> yeah. They're connecting yeah. back with the earth, you know? It's really... Yes, grounding and connecting. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yes. Wow. Really That's really well, good. I definitely don't want your husband to be angry at how long no. I kept you from joining him. He's also happy about the interview and he's sending his greetings to everybody. He told me he's greeting everybody there for me. Um, Thank you. Yeah. 
he doesn't have he's a very full and quiet and very conservative yeah but very strong I already know it because you're not going to be with anybody who's weak and not supportive Mm. so that that's right I'll see it just like a black American would you ain't going for it <laughs> That's the reason why I stayed single for a very long time, over five years after I separated with the white German. I stayed alone for five good years. Yes, you know, it was worse. Because it was difficult to find somebody who can really, you know, match the energy that that the ancestors has put out there. Mm-hmm. So and finally I yes. found him. We knew that we are meant for each other, and we move on. Right. Yeah. And now okay. we've been together now for eight years. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It just gets better with time. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever settled any issue with us, or we have issue and go to somebody and complain about each other. We right. always settle our differences among each other. That's so where you do it tend to escalate things to be in the way it's not supposed to be. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we learn to speak to each other instead of speaking against each other. Yeah. This is what the world needs to hear. Yeah. I'm really thankful and grateful for having each other's in each other's life. And I believe anything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Well, thank sister. You. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. We are enjoying, continue to enjoy Ghana. One oh, yes. Maybe all of us are going to meet us, big family. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yes. We're here. And I know one thing. While I might maybe visit America for a short time, maybe a if I go for two weeks, I'm going to want to leave after three days. <laughs> Pretty much, you'll be able to find me here somehow, some way. <laughs> you know, somehow, some way. But I have no desire, really. Uh, I, I really. Desire. I can understand you perfectly. I can really understand where you're coming from. And yeah. I believe Mrs. Cove is also enjoying herself there, you know. Yes. yes. The nature and the country and the oh. plants and everything, you know. That's what it's all about. Oh. And for me, you know, a dyadable New York City guy who just loving the nature, you know, oh. uh, it's a blessing. Wow. It is. It is a blessing. May the ancestors of the universe continue to keep you people strong, Thank safe, you. and be happy. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, once more again, I thank all of you, and I thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Oh, always. Yeah. You're always welcome. Always. If you, you if you turn around and call me back in five minutes and say you want to come back on, I'll say, okay, let me give you the link and let's do it again. <laughs> oh, that's really good. <laughs> that's really, really <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know your brother's like that. I do stuff like yeah, that. <laughs> coming from where you think you don't have anybody and all of a sudden you have... You know, like the old world around you, like, okay, how did this happen, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Thank thank you. Yeah, I always believe, I say maybe one day I'm going to come to the show, but I don't know how because I I don't do social media. How is it going to possible? You know, but 
you know, the universe and yeah. the ancestors, how they are doing their thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, after this one, you'll be in high demand even more so. And you'll probably have no other choice but to because the demand will be there. In demand, you know, there's a supply. And then more and more you'll see your mission and you have a message. It's not like you're there clicking buttons and taking 50 million pictures and trying to be relevant, whatever, because what you are saying and sharing is already relevant. It's needed. You know, sometimes I pick up my phone in public and I might, and, and I'm on every platform for distribution. Mm-hmm. Not to be there for hours and peeping and watching people and all that yeah. stuff like people do. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, say, for example, I'm in the supermarket and I have my phone in my hand and there's somebody behind me. And I, oh, I'll check Facebook, I'll check TikTok, I'll check Instagram. Instagram's the worst. I open mm-hmm. up Instagram and I'm like, what is this woman on my, you know, and the guy behind me, oh, I see what you're looking at. I'm like, man, I'm not looking at that. It just popped up on, that's how it is. You know, and, and the fighting and the cussing and the black men against the black women, the black women against the black men is too much. So I really don't even go on as much. I go to distribute what I have to distribute. If somebody sends me something of relevance, I may look at it. Exactly. But for me to blindlessly scroll and just, I don't do that. Nature yeah. and peace of mind is more important to me. And, and yeah. after this, I'm going on my balcony. I'm, I'm just going to look over the mountains and just probably fall asleep out there before I come in. Wow. Yeah. I fell asleep yeah. out there one night. I went out there about 3 o'clock in the morning one morning, and I fell asleep, and the sun was looking me right in the eye when I woke up. It was a mm. shock. <laughs> I said, I was out here this long? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because I, I was used to say to myself, if I'm coming to the media, it must be for a reason, you know, because I, I when I look over the media, I see people are coming there just, you know, they're putting yeah. things that don't really make sense. They're putting out things there. I said, then what about me to have a message? You know, I have to really empower myself for me to have the bold mind to come out, you know, and speak out. You're already there. Yeah. You, you, you have a message. And the people who need to hear it and who want to hear it, you can have 5,000 voices screaming over you of decadence and things that are not worth anything. They're going to hear only your voice. You can be in a screaming stadium of thousands of people, and they're screaming. And when you whisper your truth, the people on the other side of the stadium will hear you clearly. That's just the way it is. There's a lot of people who are trying to make up for voids in their life, loneliness, yeah. or trying to be somebody else other than what they are, and they're wasting their time. You come on there, it's for a reason. Yeah. And you show us what this medium of social media is all about, the righteous way. So yeah. don't even concern yourself. Just take your steps when you feel to. And if you want to know a few tricks of the trade, I'm always here to help. So right. you got me in your corner. You can't lose. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I feel honored and I feel, I don't even know how to express the way I feel this moment. I feel like a heavy load or burden have been lifted up. That's so beautiful. Something that I wanted to do, but I'm always, oh yeah, how can I do it? And it just happened. And immediately I write, I send you the message, just say, oh, you can come in. I say, oh. I say, then it means that the ancestor and the universe really want yep. me to. Yep. I say, and I want you to repeat that again. 
As soon as you show, sent me the message, I already did two shows. I could have said, eh, I'm not doing anything anymore. As soon as you sent it, I got back at you. I said, we can do it tonight, right? Yes, so that's positive that I live this life. I'm about that life. It was really, really amazing. I said, wow, I'm going to be on this platform finally. You know, I have been <laughs> listening to people all the time, and now they are going to listen to me again for the, for the first time. So it was really, really special and amazing. I can't thank you, all of you, enough, especially you, Lanskov, who has been pushing for decades now, and you're still going strong. Yeah. You still keep your strength, Into the third your decade. wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding, and you're not being selfish. You decide to share it to the world, despite all. You decide thank to you. Yeah, may the universe and the ancestors continue to look after us, bless us, and keep us from all our enemies. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Once yeah so, again, I love you and wish yes. everybody a Much pleasant else. evening, or we say living in America, if it's in the afternoon. And who are at work or who is at home or whoever is sick or going through pains and trauma, they should always think also that they are not alone, that the ancestors are there and they bring me here to speak. Yes. The hopeless, the helpless, and the worthless who think that, oh, I want nothing. If they can take me and make me out of nothing and bring me to something, I I really appreciate. I'm not doing it by my own strength. I believe there's a forces they are guiding me to do what I'm doing. And I believe that I'll continue to do it the right way. Yes. You will. Yeah. You're guided and protected. Thank you. Forevermore. Yes, you are. I can see that. Yes, I'll share. Very, very special. Thank you very much. Thanks for sharing the time with us. And I know everybody is appreciative of your presence. And the funny thing about it is you see how destiny is. Yes. When I woke up this morning, and when you woke up this morning, you didn't know we'd be on this platform talking mm -hmm. for just about three hours and enjoying it. Exactly. We didn't know. As if we just started. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. That's divine. That's divine. It is. You know, that's divine. And yeah. and that, that that's what I trust in. You see, man will have his refrigerator and his washer and his dryer because he has to get food and he has to bring it back home. But the animals out in what man calls the wild, which is a place that's very much in order, I never saw a bird with a refrigerator. Hmm. Wow. I never saw a squirrel with a refrigerator either. I never saw an alligator have a nervous breakdown because they live in a very environment that undergirds their very existence. See, when we look at it, we have clothes on and, and, and we have to keep away from the elements at night because, but they, they're naked. The animals are naked out there in the dark. And they're wow. just as healthy as they can be. So what happened to us? We're disconnected from nature. I'm not saying we have to walk around with nothing on out there or whatever, but Look how <laughs> we, we become weak by these things we depend on. And when you yeah. look at people way out in the country, 
that don't have the modern amenities of a modern kitchen, when they wake up, they have to then begin to prepare their meal by going out and digging it up, picking it, yeah. killing it, wow. cooking it. And you better eat it all up because there's no place to store it. You see what I mean? So yeah. if we get back more into that mindset on depending on nature, which is the greatest manifestation mm-hmm. of the creator, of our yeah. face, this yeah. brilliant seed all the time, then we'll be better off. We'll live longer lives, less stress. So and, um, yeah. Absolutely right. So true. Because I remember back in the days when women back then in Africa, they used to walk without clothes or something. You know, but back right. in these men, the population of the men was not sexual, hypersexualized, you know. You would see right. a like that. You know, your mind don't even go there as long as it's not your woman. Because right. time, we are highly spiritual and they walk according yes. to the divine purpose. Right. You know? right. When, when they lost that knowledge of understanding you know so even if a woman wear anything they become you know and which right. to be but, but even the mind of a man who a woman can have a burlap sack a potato sack on it you can't see anything but he's still thinking things and so you see how things have gone so bad, you know, I, gone so bad. I went to certain parts of Ghana especially when I first came and even now that I'm here for these years Mm-hmm. I've gone way out, yeah. nowhere near a big city, and yeah. turned the corner and saw a bunch of women having a regular conversation, and it hit me like, whoa, wait a second. I know I'm not in the, in the West because they were topless. And we re- realized that the female anatomy has been highly sexualized yeah, in Western yeah, so thought. No. dangerous for this to expose that's why we are not supposed to expose ourselves now because we are not living back in the days right so we are, we are right. living in a different time that's the reason right. why we need to to cover exactly. because exactly but now it's not the time that time has passed right. long ago it's passed yeah yes. and it's, it's it's really going back to to this other thing also now with the you know the social media and everything and, you know, what, what's more righteous and beautiful and comforting more than a breast? Yeah. A little child sees the breast and that's yeah. nourishment and connect, connect, connected this to the mother. Okay. And even to the husband, the yeah. breast to lay your head on the breast mm-hmm. after a hard day's work is yeah. nourishing to the soul. The exactly. warmth of that woman. Mm-hmm. Somebody, something happened. When you take a loss in your family and the tears are shedding and a woman comes and holds you and you mm-hmm. lay your head in her bosom. We say bosom. Yeah. It's not about a sexualized titty the way they say. It's nourishment. It's love. It's warmth. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing lewd about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's more spiritual than physical, you know. But it is. Yeah. It's more spiritual. It is. Yeah. The way a woman is made, even even sexuality is more spiritual than yeah. anything else. But exactly. we've reduced it to yeah. something lower, mm-hmm. you know. And and therefore we're not even yeah, yeah, it's been right. It's it's the bonding and the soul ties, the righteous soul ties, and and the strengthening of a family. Yeah. You know, I always make the joke and say, my parents, the night they conceived me, must have had, had a really wonderful night. <laughs> they must have had a very powerful experience because I was coming into existence. I was wow. not a watered down feeling. So 
you realize that in the accumulation of time and the commitment and the love and when you create someone, yes. it's, it's that will last on forever through forever. you. Yeah, forever. Definitely. Momentum. That's right. Ever. It's an everlasting thing. So we thank them also, mom and dad, for bringing such a wonderful gift to the world. We, we thank them. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Likewise for you. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Do not lose momentum in this, this world, this one big decadent speed bump. Yeah. We won't lose momentum. We'll continue with the speed and increase it and be better and take flight righteously. So when the transition comes, it'll be a smooth transition into our new mission, into what we know is coming on a good level because of what we're doing now. But yes, Nature is calling, and I'm going to kind of make a little step right now mm-hmm. and can't thank you enough, but yeah, promise you. you that thank you will come back whenever yeah. you're ready and we'll continue this, okay? Okay, thank yeah. you very, very much. And, bye and I can't thank you enough. I can't yeah. thank you enough. Thank yeah. you, Sister Linda. I mean, uh, uh, Alice. <laughs> I was thinking about my friend Linda, right? You call your wrong name. Listen, I got a lot of a lot of names in my head, so. Okay, Thank you, thank you very thank much. Thank you so much. Okay. Yeah. Take care. Nice. okay. All right. So long. Yeah. Much love. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Bye. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Why are we deaf, dumb, and blind? Why is everybody making progress, yet we seem to be lagging so far behind? Why are we mistreated? Why are we in this condition, stripped of our name, our language, our culture, our God, and our religion? Here in America, all of our religious training has been gotten by the preacher. He has told us of a heaven way up in the sky that we can't enjoy now, but rather after we die. But all of the years that we're living, for us there's nothing but hell, pain, torture, and misgiving. Yet the Bible speaks of a heaven filled with material luxury, which the white man and the preacher has right here, so we see. So, my friend, take it for what it's worth. Your heaven and your hell is right here on this earth. So let's check back into history, which rewards all research and tells us plainly that before the white man gained entry to the east, he was living in the caves of Europe, a ravenous beast, eating juniper roots and eating flesh raw, till God sent Moses to civilize him and teach him the law. Then following Marco Polo, an explorer, he gained entry into Asia and Africa. From China, he took silk and gunpowder, From India, he took juice, manganese, and rubber. He raped Africa of her diamonds and her gold. From the Mideast, he took barrels of oil untold, raping, 
robbing and murdering everything in his path. The whole black world has tasted of the white man's wrath. So, my friend, it's not hard to tell. A white man's heaven is a black man's hell. Nile River, we were living in luxury, enjoying freedom, justice, and equality. We wore silk and robes, it was a gold. We were the wealthiest and the wisest people I'm told. Now we are the poorest of the poor. Nobody wants us at their door. So, my friend, it's easy to tell. White man heaven, black man hell. When the white man came to America, he told the Indian, I am your white brother. He said, Red man, I'll treat you the best. Yet until he pushed the Indian further west. With his white woman and fire water, tricks and lies he stole America, the original owner of this nation, is cooped up on a reservation. So my friend, it's easy to tell, white man heaven, black man hell. Someone to work the land, his back was too weak. He needed you, black man, so he commissioned Sir John Hawkins to commit the worst, most grievous sin, to take a man who's born to be free and bring him down to slavery. Sell a man as merchandise on his body, put a price. Oh, my friend, it's easy to tell. White man heaven is a black man hell. Make sure to go to landscurve.com, an online magazine established in 2001, containing written articles, thousands of talk shows and discussions, cutting-edge cartoons, as well as erotic expressions and tasteful adult photography. It's definitely not for the faint of heart. Once you get a taste of the world of Lance Curve, Trust me, 
You'll be back for more. Landscurve.com Bold, raw, and uncut. Make sure to... So, hello, this is Martha. Actually, today I, I, I got to meet my friend Lance. Yes, I got to meet my friend Lance. This is my first time meeting him in person, and he's a very kind man, seriously. I do talk with him on phone, like on phone on WhatsApp, but I've never got to meet him. But today, he's just extraordinary. He's very, like, anything he wants to know about life, anything he wants to know about just him on, just like, anything you want to know about life, please. YouTube, Telegram, Instagram, Twitter. All the social media channels, you got to find him there. He's very inspiring. He's very positive. If you want anything positive about life, please subscribe to Landscape. And then, every day you got to see different videos, different talks, different topics about life. See you.